Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 14 of the Caged In podcast. This is a podcast where I, your host, Petr Patsidvus, will be watching every single Nicolas Cage film, every single fucking frame of the insanity that is Nicolas Cage. The ridiculous, the absurd, the good, the bad, and the fucking mental. Um, This week, we will be looking at Wild at Heart. The time has finally come. What a time it is. Perfect timing because Twin Peaks is back. The David Lynch masterclass in TV film, uh, TV making, TV filmmaking. It is pretty much filmmaking. It is. I've watched the first four hours and it's fucking sublime. I can't wait to see where this series goes. Um, those of you who haven't seen the original series or haven't watched any of the new series yet. Get on it, guys, because it is fucking great. Um, those of you who don't know a lot about Dave Lynch, he's like a fucking avant-garde auteur, as it were. He's surrealist, this horror, it's nuts, it's off the wall. And this film is very much in that. Me and Martin had a very interesting time watching this film. Uh, it's the first time I've really recorded one of these intros after the matter of fact, because there's been a bit of a um, a bit of a gap between when I recorded this and when I'm releasing it. Uh, yeah, I've got a nice little backlog for you guys, so it's gonna be fun. But let's get into the rules for those of you who have never listened before. Hey, not everyone's following every film. I get that, so it's cool. If Wild at Heart is something that appeals to you or someone you know. Let them know about it. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caged in Pod. And hit me up on the emails. It's CagedInPod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, back to the rules. The rules are fairly simple. I have two of them. No distractions and no expectations. And they go as follows. No distractions. Phones off. Laptops off. Literally nothing to distract us. It's us and the film. And... That's that, and no expectations, so I haven't seen this film, my guest hasn't seen this film, we're going in totally blind. Uh, We both kind of had some expectations of this film, because I'd partly watched it, and Martin had watched it all the way through, he believed, Uh, but still, some of that is unavoidable, 
Like, there are definitely Nicolas Cage films I have seen. There's a majority of them I haven't seen. But yeah, let's get on with it. This one's pretty long, so I'm going to keep this intro nice and short. But this was really fun. So um, I really enjoyed recording this one. And I really hope you guys enjoy listening to it. So we're going to get into the ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage Could be shit or it could be fun Valley girl face off an army of one Deadpool Cornell, Lord of War The Wicker Man trespassing so many more Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Plasilevis and I'm caged in Right guys, let's get into this shit uh, Obviously today is... Wild at Heart, directed by David Lynch, and I actually have a guest with me here today, guys. I have local funny man uh, uh, from Brighton. Sorry, I was going to say Brian. He's going to call me Brian. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Martin Huckster. That is that is my name. Not necessarily local funny man. I don't know. I thought I've changed my name to Brian since moving to Brighton. Brighton, Brian, just for the fun of alliteration. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. Um, do you know much about this film, Martin? I... I've seen it once, maybe one and a half times, but not for a good few years. I saw it once when I was younger, and I had that very much, what the fuck did I just see kind of reaction <laughs> to it. So yeah, kind of looking forward to it again. Did you know anything about the film when you went into it? Like, did you? Was no, it... just that Nicolas Cage tends to act like Nicolas Cage, so... Yeah, it was uh, it was good, and and Nicholas Cage plus David Lynch equals yeah, fucking insanity. Yeah, basically, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've possibly watched this film. I, I bought it on Blu-ray a good few years ago because I kind of I was going through that wanky arty stage of being like, hey man, I'm gonna buy every single David Lynch film. So like, when potential like love interests come to come to my bedroom or whatever they'll go oh look, he's, he's really he's really cultured he's got the stanley kubrick box set he's got all the lynch like <laughs> it's like the modern day version of having like catcher in the rye on your bookshelf yeah like, de- oh, look at that i yeah, understand culture in the past yeah definitely and the, the girlfriend i've currently got um wasn't impressed by that that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> the first thing she was impressed by uh so um it was probably a wasted thing. I've got films I've never seen, like Inland Empire and Mulholland Drive. It's me. probably because Inland Empire is the longest, <laughs> most difficult movie to ever get through without falling asleep and waking up terrified. Yeah, that's possibly. Which I'm pretty sure is what David Lynch goes for with, with most of his movies. Yeah, and that, that, that kind of brings me to this. Like, I'm fucking... As I said, like I bought the DVD and had no idea what, what it was going to, like... I do, yeah. I've I've never watched it. I've, I think I tried to watch it once uh, at like one a.m. in the like one a.m. thinking, oh, this would be a great time to stick on a David Lynch film. Like, yeah, I I thought it was gonna be his most accessible one, but it probably wasn't the best time to it, put it on. It probably was. I was saying to you before. I think that I I tried to attempt to watch Blue Velvet once with Mike's girlfriend, and we put it on, and we were both pretty sleepy, and I woke up. 
sort of about half an hour later or so, and it was a scene where Laurie Dunn is just hysterically screaming. <laughs> and probably wasn't the um, best way to ease my way into the psyche of David Lynch, but yeah, but yeah throw in some Nicolas Cage and fun times, man. Fun oh, times. yeah, of course. Um, as, as you guys, if you've listened before, will know, like, the guy is fucking nuts. Uh, Vampire's Kiss, I cannot implore people enough to just... I've not actually seen that. If you even if you don't want to watch the film, um, just watch. There's YouTube clips. <laughs> uh, there's a really famous one where he does the alphabet. Um, there's like featured on. For for Martin's sake, for listeners at home, obviously we talked about it on the episode before, but um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, sh- I'll show you that clip. Okay. Uh, I'll refrain from googling it in the meantime. Yeah, we'll I'll, 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 before before we watch this film, I'm, I'm going to have to do that. That sounds good. It's fucking bananas. Everyone um, needs bonus features. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to um, put our feet up, turn our phones off, and get raging with Cage. Whoa, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that just happened. How was that for you? Like, <laughs> I, did, I don't remember like the last two thirds of the movie. Even now, or, or you mean yeah, like, even yeah. now I'm still trying to like reconstruct what just happened. But um, yeah, because I said to you before that film, I was nine when that film came out, and I think I, you know it used to be like eighteen decades after a film was made that it eventually came out on yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that when I was when I was younger, and um, yeah, I think I used to, it was more like one of those movies where you used to just skip through it, looking for like good things to masturbate to definitely 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 (laughs) said that but i remember i've seen a lot of that movie a lot but there's like the other 80 90 percent of it i haven't and that's not a good film to be watching just when you just get into grips with sexuality and uh, masturbation you probably shouldn't throw david lynch into the mix oh definitely not i i actually (laughs) i actually wrote down in my notes a fair few times i put um Cigarettes and sex. Yes, because right? it's the 80s, right? That's the 80s montage <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is red, yeah, cigarettes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the, the generic woman claw in the corner of the <laughs> yeah, sheet yeah, yeah. to let her let you know that ecstasy is just, just on <laughs> Happening. the... Happening. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah. It's there. It's the unclenching, like the release of, of, of like sexual pleasure almost as well. You and see a lot of that. Laura Dunn is just the perfect, perfect person to... Uh, yeah, yeah. So shall we get into... Yeah how this film fucking starts. Let's chronologically <laughs> dissect this <laughs> wondrous adventure. So uh, I've, I've written down literally the film starts in a blaze. Like, it's just fucking it's like, fire bellowing. Are we going to we gonna ease you into this movie? <laughs> Fuck no! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, the first, the first five minutes, you know what you're in for. You fucking... You've got it all. You've got like uh, I don't even think it's ten minutes in before there's like it's references not even paedophilia and what all sorts. But uh, yeah, it starts off in the lobby of a hotel or like some type of a banquet. It doesn't matter where it is, but like it's a big ass building. And uh, our main man, raging cage, old fucking sailor, fucking Na- natural standing, yeah, fucking non-posing. Um, Sleazy Presley is one of the things I wrote down in this. Like, he's confronted by a guy who has the best fucking name. What is it? It's Bobbly. Oh no, is it Bobby Bob, Ray Bob Ray Lemon? Bob Ray Lemon. Bob Ray. 
Who, uh, which sounds like the, 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 the tripled name person you'd normally have who assassinated a president or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob, Bob Ray Lennon was always seen reading Catcher in the Rye and, and going, Damn Kennedy! I'm going to get you one day. And he, he pulls the classic flick knife. Ah, <laughs> I'm going to get you by showing you the knife and giving you time to react to it by yeah, yeah. grabbing my arm. So what does, what does Cage do? He he waits for the rock music. Yeah, the fucking music in this. And then smashes the guy's head to fucking bits. It's like, yeah, Nick, I think you've apprehended him. You could probably walk away now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The guy was unarmed probably within the first blow against fucking head against the banister. banister? Yeah. And then he just persists. It's not, I don't think his mind works in the way that like, oh, unless there's like brain and sinew. Like the guy, the guy. I, I haven't seen enough skull yet. He might still be all right. He might walk this off. Yeah, he might be able to walk this off. Like you know, sprained, sprained ankle. He's got a little bit of a hole in his head, but he's still functioning. Um, and straight after doing this, one of the reasons he was like the guy apprehended him was he said, "You've been trying to fuck your girlfriend's mother in the toilet for the past ten minutes," and. He then looks the mother straight in the eye whilst lighting a cigarette and just points straight at her. That is a point. I mean, if you're going to point someone out in a crowd, <laughs> do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Get your hair a bit dishevelled. <laughs> Smash a guy's skull in. <laughs> you, you, you know, you've probably been photographed after that you know people looking at you you gotta look iconic you gotta look like he looks like he was auditioning for a tarantino movie looks <laughs> <laughs> like he was like i definitely felt this film was kind of almost proto like like tarantino but with a load of other shit just thrown in like i i kept thinking i don't know if it's like obviously the kind of star-crossed lovers like thing reminded me of true romance true romance yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the kind of 60s, like, surfy yeah. stuff, like, reminded... Yeah. And, like, the yeah, shots of... The, yeah, the cars driving down the road reminded me of uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. with, like, the John Travolta stuff when he's fucking heroined up off his eyeballs. That's another guy as well who's fucking batshit crazy, but that's a whole... <laughs> what, did that's, you, what did you say to me when we watched this? It's, it's the only time I've ever seen a movie where Nicolas Cage isn't the weirdest one in the film. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely. the voice of reason. <laughs> I think I think Nicolas Cage has found, like... It's recently, recently, David Lynch has said he's not going to make any more films, which is... Heartbreaking. A real loss to cinema because... He's probably the only person who can put Nicolas Cage in a film. Uh, yeah, and him be normal. Like, everything is so yeah, well, wrapped I relate, up. <laughs> I relate most to Nicolas Cage in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, Willem Dafoe's pretty fucking nuts. We'll get on more to that when we get to him. But everyone's so fucking crazy that What did I say within the first ten seconds? I really feel like Gary Busey should be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is he not in this movie? I don't know. He was. Pro- he was probably- I feel like this is a love letter from David Lynch to Gary Busey. Yeah, I feel like he was probably doing like loads of coke. Like Gary Busey was probably. I don't know. When did no? This would have been way after uh, Lethal Weapon. I was gonna say he's probably trying to strong arm Riggs and fucking Myrtle <laughs> somewhere. Or yeah, I, I I admitted as well. I've always been confused between Gary Busey and Nick Nolte. I don't know what it is. I think they're both like. 
gruff motherfuckers. Like, yeah, I mean, who's in who's in Point Break? Is it Gary Busey or is it Nick Nolte? It's not Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh, it's Gary Busey. See, I saw it's Nick Nolte. Fuck's sake. Nick Nolte was once voted like he was like the f- sexiest man a lot like one of the sexiest act- it was like early early mid 90s he was like the sexiest man alive or one of and then a few years later you saw like the downfall of the the police mugshot um, oh, da- sure they didn't just get not- a photo of Gary Busey and then confuse them you- like I do <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey is actually like solely responsible for everyone's bad thoughts against Nick Nolte. Like, <laughs> he's done nothing wrong. It's Gary Busey. Like, people just getting confused. People just walking around two. with bad connotations between <laughs> yeah. the two. Um, then we but, jump. He's obviously sent to jail because that's what happens when you smash a guy's skull in. But, but it was like, what was it, like 22 months later? 22 months and 18 Wait, what, days what, what, later. Let, let the judge is like going through his little book of uh, how to sentence people. So what did you do? So, oh, you smashed a guy's skull in. Uh, just less than two years. Yeah, yeah. A little bit longer than a year. Enough time to reflect on what it is you've done. Well, the other guy had a little knife. What, what kind of knife was it? Was it? I think it was, wasn't even a knife. It was like a sharp pencil. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought it might have been a comb at first. One of those instances where the police were like, "Oh, he wasn't even armed. He was literally about to comb his hair." And Nicholas Cage just overreacted, as he often does. Um, he just needed an excuse to point dramatically, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. He was actually at the conference hall to do a uh, presentation on pointing. Yeah, or, or like yeah, and he just needed to show people so on his diary. Point at someone. I have to get their attention first. <laughs> I know. Um, the first thing Sailor does is he calls up Lula's house, and the person who answers is Lula's fucking crazy mum. Oh, this 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 woman. Who like? Are, are you looking up who I she's was, played I was. I was looking. Yeah, I was looking up. Oh um, my lord! So it's uh, Diane Ladd. Diane I... with, with a with an extra D. Double D. So laddish. <laughs> so laddish. She earns herself an extra D. She is. She is probably my standout for this film. She. I think her single handedly might make Nicolas Cage look sane in this. It's. You get the impression that. David Lynch dated a girl once and really didn't like the girl's mother <laughs> and then just like exaggerated it by like 18,000%. Like, oh, she didn't want her to see you? Oh yeah, you should have seen what this girl's mother was like. She she rode a broomstick, she put lipstick all over her face. Oh. Just literally, what did I write within the first few minutes? I was like, she's like Joan Collins on a bad day or, or a good day, depending on how you feel about Joan Collins. But she... Just it's just a, it's just a film of overactors. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, trying to outdo each other. The, the melodrama in this it is like fucking EastEnders <laughs> and Coronation Street, like it, fam, fa- Family Affairs. Uh, take um, everything. Take like, Sean Connery in The Untouchables <laughs> like, for the most overdramatic acting of all time. Al Pacino in basically I don't know anything, yeah. and then like put them on the worst <laughs> drugs on the planet, and then go right. See who can win this. Yeah, I definitely feel like cocaine. Maybe it might have been on like catering services for this film. It's like, possible. Like it was like action, and then just literally moments before 
There's rails going everywhere, like off the off the clapperboard. Like that's what it was. They just had a line on the clapperboard. When it clacked down, bang, a coke ever. It was just in the air. It's been pumped out by David Lynch. Um, and he had Laura, Laura Dern. She says she's she's the poser of the century. She yeah yeah yeah. They, she's, she's, yeah. I think she's got a problem with her neck. She might have like a very heavy neck. She's constantly. <laughs> if you look at throughout this entire film, she's holding her neck up. In that kind of way that Michael J. Fox used to do, where he's like scratching the back of his neck. <laughs> and I feel like if she wasn't discovered in this movie and all these other movies she did, she she's a few steps away from being the woman in the Cadbury's flake advert. I can see her <laughs> in the bath eating a flake in a very erotic way, yeah, sort of looking into the distance. I've got to admit, I thought Laura Dern was uh, pretty sexy in this film. Uh, she says, uh, yeah, but that is kind of squashed. Like, you f- yeah, that's kind of squashed through some of the events in this film. It gets pretty fucking bananas. Um, Lula, uh, that is Laura Dern's character, sorry. I'm just fucking... My, my bad, Lula. Lula. No, 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 generic, don't worry, I'm just generic. trying. No, 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 it's important we keep the uh, the mystique going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important we keep this going. We don't want to confuse you guys, because this film would do that, like, itself. So, like, we don't want to... We don't want to encourage any confusion because i don't we don't we probably don't even know what we're fucking talking about with we had film. to take a little like little break after watching this right we had to it's, yeah it's, it's emotionally draining watching this movie yeah we had you, to like kind of like look to each other a bit like re-engage in society in the world we're we're just like, yeah men men broken like, <laughs> like, like like minors like kind of been i don't know like Petros just looked at me like i'd been in a car accident he was like are you okay yeah and I, was like, I think so i'm not sure i'm not sure um, but yeah, classic, classic. Out of prison, classic. She's picking him up on the street corner. She's got his most prized possession with him. I like with when her. someone wears a very distinctive jacket. I like to hear the story behind it and why they like the jacket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is what is the thing he says? He says, "Do you know why?" That, he says, like, "Do you know why that's my favorite jacket or something like that?" And he's like, "It's an expression of my individuality." And, yeah, and that, uh, like, belief in personal freedom. That's. The- <laughs> But in case, in case, in case, in case, yeah. you forgot it. About half an hour later on the dance floor. Oh, he's, he's going to repeat it, he's guys. Gonna tell Don't us worry again. about that. He's going to tell us again. He's got to get his message yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he's like the uh, Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness of Snakeskin Jackets. <laughs> he's to make sure everybody gets the good message. Um, so what's the first thing you do when you get out of prison? That's it. You go have sex in a motel room, guys. Um, and then after they have sex, probably the most, like, weirdest post-coital thing I've ever seen is uh, he he holds an old radio like laying on his back <laughs> feet in the air with a radio on his feet <laughs> just listening to her tell stories yeah and um, her stories get pretty dark pretty quickly where she mentions about losing her virginity and you kind of get a glimpse into her past um, yeah uh this is. This I mean, they're both. They're both tired from the. Uh, they're both tired from the rumpy pumpy. But she tells. Oh, is that what you meant? <laughs> Who knows? The, the movie, the script, the sex. So many. Yeah. Um, possibilities. Yeah. She te- she tells a. It's a harrowing flashback of a rape. Would you say like the, the guy didn't look like he did, didn't look like he had it. In it, it kind of looked like a guy that's going to be like working at the DVLA, or like a travelling salesman. Yeah, you know what I mean? like he'd be yeah. knocking on the door with a, uh, with a Hoover, like. 
and, and then and then when her mother finds out and sees what's happened, but it happens kind of, like instantly. Do you know what I mean? Like it's literally like it's yeah, like the mum was waiting outside the and, door, and then like, she goes and slaps him like bad man. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do that. We don't like that in this house. <laughs> silly, silly man. And um, he gets his comeuppance. You see, in like a series of flashbacks, his car goes hurtling down a cliff, as it should do. Pedophiles are bad guys. Sure, you don't need me to tell no. you that. <laughs> yeah. The whole time she's telling us, she's still supporting her neck. She's still supporting her neck because it's very, very heavy. Um, then we get again my favourite fucking character in the film. <laughs> we get. I don't. I don't even think you find out her name. I, don't, I didn't care to know her name. I've just got her down as Lula's mum is um, talking to Harry Dean Stanton, who sublime actor. I love him. Doesn't really doesn't really get a lot in this film, but gets some fucking peculiar scenes. I'll He's uh, I love Sean Penn movies, like my favorite movie, Hurley Burley, and then another movie that he did called She's So Lovely with uh, John Travolta as well and Robin Wright Penn. It's really good if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. But he's in that as like Sean Penn's best friend slash drinking partner, I guess nice, you could call nice. him. But yeah, he has that same sort of role where he's just sort of around crazy people kind of trying to go all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> him and like him and i don't know like him and nicholas cage probably seem like the most grounded people in this yeah possibly yeah like they've just walked in and gone oh all right well yeah like this is oh this this is what we're doing today <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna sit in a chair whilst the lady crawls up to me acts like a cat and just kind of like you need to go track down my my daughter with her new boyfriend. I think I, I, I heard about killed. like eighty percent of the actors walked out originally on the first read of the script or table read or something like that with this oh, movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like which explains a lot. Yeah, I kind of feel like at this point maybe David Lynch, like with the success of uh, Twin Peaks, mm. uh, I believe this was filmed whilst Twin Peaks was. Uh, like it's kind of famed for knowing that. His involvement in this was a reason that Twin Peaks season two kind of went off the rails because he wasn't there to helm it or like, yeah, he wasn't there at the helm to like oversee what was going on. Kind of, he left the creative decisions to the, he was no longer showrunner. He had other people just kind of running with it. And then, well, it's good that you're doing this. Because there's a big revival of all these types of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Twin Peaks is coming back. Um, I'm going to be putting this out sometime in May. Definitely before... Yeah, this should be before the 22nd or 21st, I believe it is. Twin Peaks season three. Can't fucking wait. (laughs) Um, But, oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) This Um, movie always... I always got this movie confused. There's another movie around about the same time, I think. It was uh, called Something Wild. I know it got similar titles as yeah, well, yeah. but it was Melanie Griffith, and I think it's like Jeff Daniels and Ray Lighters in it. It's another road movie. It was just crazy. crazy I was getting bitches. it confused with uh, the ITV uh, television show Wild at Heart about a family who live in South Africa and look after animals. Well, <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was, I Googled. Um, Wild at Heart earlier to find some pictures and it just came up with this. It's a good I, thing you was paying attention. You yeah, could yeah, yeah. With yeah. Like, really that, post that on social media like, gonna be doing this Nicolas Cage film. Someone's like, uh, 
pretty sure my mum used to watch that on a Sunday evening. <laughs> like, like you know, you, you're going to have uh, surprises, whatever you go in thinking about with this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I, and, and, and the other way around. Imagine making the mistake, like, your nan's really into the ITV show and you go, oh, nan's really into Wild at Heart. Like, the DVD case looks pretty fucking risky, but if that's what she likes, that's what she likes. Like... I'm going to put it in a stocking at Christmas. To the circle of life. <laughs> it all goes um, around. But um, it's important to remember, guys, that Nicolas Cage started smoking at, um, what was it? Four? Four <laughs> years old. Oh, my fuck. He gets some good lines in this movie. He gets some amazing lines. He gets lines, some great yeah. lines. He just, there was a bit towards the end, not to like jump too much, I know we're going chronologically, but he's just he just goes, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's just woken up, like... How did I get here? Yeah, I definitely felt like the fourth wall was broken in that. It was like, yeah. he wasn't speaking as Sailor anymore. He it was, was actually Nicholas Cage. Cage. He was yeah. just like, why am I even on this film set? <laughs> like, I feel like I could I could do better than this right now. I wanna, yeah, I want to know what, what photos David, or like what David Lynch has got on him or something. I don't know. I've, yeah, as I was saying, the point I was trying to make yeah. with the Twin Peaks thing was, I think the success of that possibly... Lots of money got thrown at this film, and he yeah. kind of just got to do whatever the fuck he wanted, and that's you can see it all up on the screen, really. Like, yeah, I mean, his his showreel that he obviously had to uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah to convince him was just probably just hi, I'm a method actor. Can you out of nowhere suddenly get very very irate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, like if you if you were to rob a bank, how would you do it? Well, <laughs> I'd find my way into the middle of the room, and then for no reason, I'd just start going. Yeah, Um, yeah, we get a flashback then of the mum's recounts of the events from the opening scene. So it hasn't even been five minutes, and we're getting flashbacks. Yeah, just in case we're getting a diff. We're getting what happened. The supposed him trying to fuck her in the toilet. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah, from her perspective, you'd think she'd make it more convincing. That that, that hey, it was him? Yeah, it hey was guys, <laughs> see, it, see it from my perspective. You'd think she'd con- like convince herself that something else happened. No, she's, she's just... showing her, and, you know. She she shows it straight, and it's her literally going, <laughs> Mama wants to fuck. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh, well, in that case, I'm going to compare you to a toilet. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then overdramatically shut the door. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, they talk in a cubicle for a while, and uh, that's it. We're back to Sailor and Lula, and they're going dancing. I feel like the phrase <laughs> everybody was kung fu fighting, and it's, and it's real. I mean, Nicolas Cage on the dance floor is... It's it's exactly like Nicolas Cage everywhere else in life. Yeah, I I, I definitely. You, this is the moment I've written down here. Elvis on crack, like because it looks like he's doing aggressive Tai Chi. Well, like you know, there's the famous thing Elvis like apparently used to show off to people like his yeah. karate moves. Like that was apparently that was one of the things Elvis would do because big into karate. Like I don't know, like if you're that, yeah, he probably did fucking loads of drugs as well. Like it's or, possible. Or, or just all the fat he ate seeped into his brain and warped it. And he fucking died on the toilet, the nutty bastard. Um, Elvis. Elvis. Elvis, kids, for you. Yeah. Just getting into the world and yeah. learning about history. And when you Googled Elvis, you didn't get told that. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There is the words of the mind of a 
fucking nutter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe we've just watched Wild at Heart. And yeah, this, definitely. This, this I think I think Elvis and Nicolas Cage maybe have merged into one. There may be some <laughs> sort of connotation there. It's possible. But the dancing. Um, what type of music? Like, what, it's the music they're dancing to as well. Like, it's the same track from it is, from the Skull Crushers. Yeah, yeah. It's like this thrash band who are actually really versatile musicians because, um, at yeah, at Sailor's request, they stop because, it, like, I don't know if like they did this because it like. They couldn't have recorded the sound of the band playing to have a conversation. Maybe, maybe they didn't have that in the budget or whatever. But to make it even more dramatic, they just the band stops and he fucking scuffles with a guy. It's loads of close-ups. The guy, the guy of cigarettes. changes his mind very quickly, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely. Gives, yeah, gives, yeah. Him a, gives, him a, gives him a little punch, and then, and then he gets up and he goes, Do "You know what? I've seen the error of my ways." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it was was the cigarette. Like you yeah, know, yeah, the he, gets, he got punched in the face. Really hard, and he went down, and his hand hit the cigarette, and he went, "Ow!" And I knew, like, I knew that cigarette was going to be of some significance because as he flicked it, there was a real close-up shot of the floor, and what bounced into the middle of the frame? Tremendous foreshadowing, my yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, that cigarette, that's going to come back. That's going to come back at some point, maybe later. I, I feel know. like they could have had a packet there as well, Marble Mar- Mar- yeah, yeah. It would have been like the best product <laughs> placement of all time. Uh, there is some product placement in this film, like. Uh, Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fucking get to yeah. that. <laughs> we'll do um, some foreshadowing. We'll, we'll yeah. get back to that. Yeah, exactly. So, come on, guys. This is like multi-fucking... This is multi-layered. We're yeah, like, the, we're oh, like, the, the narratives like, are in we're abundance. Like, we're like break, this, is like, this is the fucking Breaking Bad of podcasts. A bit of foreshadowing. Um, this, yeah. this is how he, David Lynch <laughs> writes this movie as well. <laughs> Did he write this as well? Yeah, it's based on a... It's based on a... Based on a book, book from Barry Gifford, I think it is. Um, I don't. I might have to have a fucking little look at Barry Gifford's. Uh, I feel like Barry past. is not not a name you're going to automatically have already known. I feel like you must have looked that up earlier today. I know. Oh, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it on the. Is I saw it on the opening titles. We've got the uh, we've got the credits paused right now, and it says it says Aunt Rudy, hotel manager, reindeer dancer, and old bum. bum. <laughs> right, right, right above Timmy Thompson. There's Bob Ray Lennon. Hey, he's played by. Um, I want to give a shout out to Greg, Greg Dandridge. And Greg's a double G as well. Is Greg normally a double G? I don't think so. No. What's with the extra letters in this movie? You've got what's her face, lad? It's the. I think it's the crazy. I think it's the crazy nineties uh, or not eighties. This would have been made in the eighties. Yeah, I believe. I don't know. People Glenn Walker Harris People are mixing it up. Do you know what I mean? They're like. They're like, oh, that that person's just got one one G. I'm gonna fucking. How am I gonna stand out in Hollywood? Get me that second G on my name. Yeah, there's no spelling, uh, no spelling Tiffany in fifteen different ways. You just <laughs> add an add an extra consonant to your name. That's how you really stand out. So where 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 are we in the story? So they've had the scuffle on the dance floor. Yep. Cigarette to the hand. About time Cage did a an Elvis Elvis song, right? Definitely, definitely. How that. I don't know how you celebrate beating someone up. Like, I don't tend to beat people up, but like, if I were to, I would definitely sing an Elvis song. Or I don't know. Like, I mean, what I'll do, I'll go and stand in the corner and look sultry and point at someone. <laughs> I, I save that for when I'm skull crushing. <laughs> skull crushing is not a verb I've ever used. <laughs> um, there's something I found really weird as well when he's singing. Is the it's 
definitely not actually in the scene. It definitely feels like it was put on afterwards. Is the kind of like the crowd cheering Beatles main? Yeah, installed. that's the first thing yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's, it's like the early. Yeah, yeah, the fan Beatles kind of era. Scream kind of, it. I'm, yeah. not, like, I'm not going to do an impression because, like, <laughs> your poor fucking ears, guys. But <laughs> the, and, and there's there's maybe, like, eight people in that club. Oh, definitely, yeah. Including yeah, yeah. the bouncers. Yeah, including the band, and there's at least, <laughs> there's at least six of them. And I'm um, like, ah, oh, Nicolas Cage has the ability to get uh, applause from people who aren't even there. Yeah, but the band as well, um, as I said... They were playing, as we said, fresh metal. Now, all of a sudden, they've like just got... Well, they're versatile. Very versatile. Yeah, they've got, they've got smooth. They've got a lot of reverb on the guitars. They're fucking killing it with the Elvis classic. Um, I don't know what Elvis song it is. Uh, she makes reference saying, oh, why didn't you sing Love Me Tender? And he was like, I'm going to save that for singing that to my wife. Like, that is... I think that's a pretty clear, like... I don't know if Nicolas Cage did a lot of research for this, apart from just go, oh, I'm really obsessed with Elvis anyway. Um, I'm just going to fucking do that. Like, <laughs> Just, yeah. I feel like there's a, a lot of uh, possible improv that happened. Oh, definitely. Um, what do we get? I've written down here lots of close-ups of cigarettes. Yeah. It's just like... The, it's, the, it's the montage. You get lo- I know it's like 1990, but it's kind of the late 80s. Yeah. You're getting like fade to red, yeah, yeah, like yeah. rock music kind of, and tons. What was, what was it? There's a risky business with Tom Cruise. I remember when I was younger and I had my sister had a VHS of that, and I told my friend, "Oh, I found a porno," and he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, there's a porno," and it was just like Tom Cruise and Karen was her face in it, and 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 it's that kind of. Oh, oh my God! They're about to ha- no. I can see some of their body parts in the distance, <laughs> and then you just fade to. Fade to red. Yeah, there, there's, music. There's a scene. Doors in this. blowing open with the wind. <laughs> that kind of thing. There's a scene in this where they just like fade to every color possible. Yeah. They're just like, oh, let's let's just see what we could do. Like we've done it. We've done red five times. Yeah. Just blue this time. So um, there's probably some significance to that that we're, we're completely missing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Imagine you could probably watch this film a thousand times and still not know what's fucking I definitely going on. Couldn't. There are a lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. There are a lot of movies I could and have watched a thousand times. This is definitely not one of them. <laughs> Um, they're back in the hotel room and they have a conversation. Well, there's loads of Wizard of Oz references in this it film. Is, it's loosely based on it, so I remember hearing before. And uh, the, yeah. the lad, what's her face? What's her first name? I can't remember now. Was it Diane Ladd? The, the mother, anyway. Yeah, but, Diane yeah, Ladd. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much personified by Lula like in her imagination as... The Wicked Witch of the West, yeah? Yeah, in one scene, I think she's got her red shoes on and she, she clicks her heels more than three times, which is why it probably doesn't work. <laughs> it's, like a, um, it's like a Wizard of Oz blackjack and she, she's, she's done more than three times, so she busted, it didn't work. Sorry. The dealer always Tw- wins, 26, guys. sorry. Keep tapping, bitch. Um, they have like... A lot of this is just them laying on beds having weird conversations. And this one is possibly my favourite when they, they're just having like... This feels like an advert in itself because they're just listing like... It's like, oh, my mum used to smoke these cigarettes and now smokes Viceroy's. Um, what about your... Like, when you should you... try them. They're so yeah, good yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they might as well just like held the packet up to the camera and gone like, mmm. These are Mo- good. <laughs> these are bad. Yeah. Marlboro Red. Really get that blackened lung quick. 
Do you sometimes feel tired <laughs> after a long skull crushing day? <laughs> Moba Red. Why not try Menthol? Um, and Nicholas Cage, our sailor, says that he started smoking at the age of uh, four. <laughs> I just have I have this visual image, um, like a little mini, yeah, like me, 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 me mini my, cage. Me and my girlfriend have discussed this that we can't pitch. Like she always says to me, she can't. Whenever I mention stories of when I was like a, a little kid, she pictures me just me, like how I look uh, now, but on a tiny body. It makes sense because I. <laughs> so I've known you quite a long time now. I've probably known you at least like. Yeah, it's got to be like nine, nine, yeah, yeah, nine yeah, yeah, years. Because yeah. when I first met you, you had like a full on, not like a beard like you have now, but you had some serious like shadow stubble situation yeah. going on. <laughs> and he was like, our friend was like, how old do you think Patrick is? And I was like, I don't know, 20, what you are now basically. He was like, yeah, he's like 17. Yeah, 18, I was, like, yeah, I was, I was definitely, yeah. I was, I was like, fucking... dude, you need another shave. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I had, a, I, had a, I had a tough childhood, guys, all right? <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, I don't but yeah, you. everyone has a dramatic phone manner in this uh, in this movie. People don't just answer the phone in Wild at Heart. <laughs> you know, everyone's... The one person who answered it, he was like, uh, who's the bad guy in Inspector Gadget? Is it Dr. Claw? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. yeah. Spinning in his chair, <laughs> dramatic kind of repeat everything twice kind of thing. Uh, oh... The conversation again in this scene goes dark again. It's like like it's like Lula just like they're like having a fun conversation and she can't help but fucking turn it dark because she mentions that her dad fucking poured gasoline over his head or is it kerosene? It doesn't flammable something liquid. flammable, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something that encourages fire. <laughs> I, yeah, again, I had the image of like. Uh, you know, those Buddhist monks. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what like, I... He, but, like, I love, in a film, a good fire walk. Like, I find, like... I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's it's still going to hurt, probably. What, I, I've like, never set myself on fire before. Yeah, 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 I, I definitely. I just assume yeah, yeah. it'll probably sting a little bit, but it didn't seem like he planned it. Like, he kind of frantically ran around the house yeah, yeah, and yeah, fired to all the curtains. Like, dude, what was your plan? <laughs> were you just thinking you were going to sit there? I always think that's a really just... fun day on set, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, getting to do that. Like, yeah. hey, put the put the weird suit on. And we're gonna, <laughs> you're going to run around on fire today, Jim. And he's like, yes, my big... Mo-. I reckon Nicolas Cage got jealous. I reckon Cage did that. Possibly. Um, in in the previous... Uh, in one of the, Yeah, one of the previous episodes... Um, Vampire's Kiss, he actually, there's uh, a scene in it, he eats a cockroach. Oh, and we watched uh, the scene that you mentioned, yeah, by the yeah, way, yeah, before yeah. that. We should probably quickly address that before we forget about that. That was amazing, because you see the the evolution, the gradual um, process in which Nicolas Cage realises to, to talk in that distinctive <laughs> yeah. way. It's kind of um, like... It's like, kind of like Christopher Walken, but in his own unique way. It's like... Uh, it's like Bill and Ted doing a Christopher Walken impression. It is. It's exactly <laughs> what it's like. I can't remember. There was a comedian um, that I heard, and I never forget this impression because it makes me laugh so much. He's what did he say? Christopher Walken defusing a bomb. Okay, ready? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it's a fucking hard impression to get right, but one day, 
But so, but yeah, I mean, I, I said to you one of the f- uh, films I'd love to sit here and do the pod, uh, the podcast with you was uh, um, uh, Honeymoon in uh, yeah, Vegas. Yeah, Honeymoon in Vegas, which I believe is... Which is amazing. Coming up pretty soon, actually. That's episode 16. So that's actually... That's great. There's two, a, that's two films. There's, like, a, there's a great there's a great cage line in that bit <laughs> where he's like, Hey, I know that now! <laughs> he just has this amazing ability to... <laughs> Elongate words. He's that, like he's like a crazier Doctor Cox. Amazing. Uh, that's a little uh, like not. It's not so much a spoiler for me because yeah, it's just a standalone line. Yeah, that alone though is getting me excited for that one because well, if that doesn't, you got you got, you got classic Sarah Jessica Parker. In that, yeah, exactly. Uh, James Khan as well, I believe. Yes, I only know that because I've got it on DVD and I've looked at the front cover. Um, so, what happens next? Oh, they get on the road. They want to get out of town. They talk about going to California, but it turns out they're driving to... New Orleans? New Orleans, yeah. And then, back to, again, to my favourite lady, old lipstick <laughs> lipstick face. Old. Yeah, she's she's got some issues. Oh, she is now talking to... like She's, this. she's feeling the... Uh, the burn of losing Obamacare, I think. <laughs> Another brilliant name in this, um, Marcellus Santos. It, you say w- Marcellus, you're automatically thinking... Uh, was it Wallace. Vin- 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 yeah, Vin- you're Vin- thinking... Yeah, Vin- definitely, definitely. If you're um, an angry guy, he's not going to respond well to criticism. Well, this guy, this guy is pretty... Um, turns out, yeah, I think he's... His plan is he wants to not just kill... Sailor, he wants to kill Harry Dean Stanton's character Johnny. He's like, if it's that's gonna... how we know he's bad. Yeah, definitely. If the first scene is, I think I'm going to kill someone else just because I want to. Yeah, and he's like, and he's, I, I don't really, don't really. Do they go into his motives and why he wants to kill him <laughs> I don't as well? Think they do. <laughs> no, I just... It's kind of like I mean, for some reason they both fancy the. Mom I was going to well. say, can he, does he really like her that much? Yeah, I don't like. I mean, he must be drawn to like her. Warmth. I don't know. Some some people like. I don't, maybe, maybe like chicks. Maybe like chicks with chicks with makeup. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like red lipstick. Maybe maybe she knows maybe, she's has, got... maybe has a thing for uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. <laughs> you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, I feel like I need to clarify as well. I think I mentioned at the beginning. Um, this was around the time, probably when masturbation began in my life. It was actually the scene with the uh, when he's recalling about the uh, the, the girl oh, he slept with who's walking up that's the, uh, coming walking in. up the stairs that's just in, in case we've minute. been talking a lot about yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the the mother and the, and, <laughs> and, and stuff I, I mean she's she's sweet I'm not sure she did it for me back then I mean maybe now but you know taste taste evolved <laughs> yeah with time, exactly exactly um, yeah that, that that just reminds me of a totally weird point that like um, I don't know. I always see in uh, vintage shops that they sell like old Playboys, and I always think of the thing like, "What are those ladies look like now?" Total, total, total. I've got fucking. That's a, that's a different conversation. That's a, that, that, that's a whole different podcast or therapy session. Um, Whatever's cheaper. <laughs> um, yeah, we get introduced to a character called Mister Reindeer, who um, it's like they have to keep. Up in the last character. In yeah, the name, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You get Marcella Santos. Bobby Ray. Kind of... Oh, come on, guys. We're going to have to push the... <laughs> How about Mr. Reindeer? Mr. Reindeer um, gets phoned by Marcellus. Oh, I just call him Santos. Everyone in the film just calls him Santos. So I'm going to call him Santos. Um, 
he is taking a shit on the toilet on the phone with like a topless lady just stood in the doorway. And I think they have this weird like code of how business gets done. It's to do with silver dollars getting posted through mailboxes and envelopes with who they want, who the contract's out on. It's, it's all a bit like... The crow flies at midnight. Yeah, it's all. It's, it's, it's a bit like John. It's a bit John Wick as well. Like obviously that came out years later, but like that whole like weird underworld thing that things aren't done properly. Yeah, things not properly, but convoluted. They're, they're done in convoluted they ways. They refuse and... to play by society's rules, <laughs> even with the most basic of stuff. And like you see the you see the silver dollars go through letterboxes and then. Mr. Reindeer makes a phone call to um, a silhouette, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a silhouette that doesn't necessarily convey normal body shape and parts. Oh, there's, yeah, there's yeah, extra, yeah, yeah. Extra, so someone a with a involved. Yeah, and a like kind of leg brace, like leg Forrest brace. Gump yeah. style. Leg, I mean, yeah. she's she's had some work done. But what is Mr. Reindeer doing again? Like, he's got a penchant for topless women, <laughs> and in this instance, uh, he's. Two topless women stood next to him. He sat on. That's how you know you've made it, right? Yeah. Is it like? What is it? A chair? Is it a throne? It's a, like it's kind a of... throne chair. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's. You said he was. He appears to be drinking Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The, There's a the drink of champions. Yeah. Bottle of pink liquid. That chalky, lovely Pepto. What are you going to do with your money when you make it? Um, I think I'm going to hire um, two uh, women. Maybe two women. Is two, that too much? two. Uh, maybe three is too much. No, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Um, yeah, modest. I'll keep it two. We'll keep I'll it be, modest. Like the, the chair I'm sitting in has kind of got like a bit of a swagger to it. Anyway, yeah. maybe stood either side of this. I'll kind of kick back, cross my legs. <laughs> I reckon I might go for two bottles of Pepto Bismol because I think that's a bit more baller than just the single bottle. Like, and are they going to sit symmetrically? Like, stand it. Sorry, stand it symmetrically either side of you. I reckon so. Yeah, you can't have two on the same side. That's crazy. No, definitely not. No, no. You'd kind of want one. Symmetry is important. One's got the phone, I think. So, like, yeah. come on, you got, you got, you got to make those topless ladies look like they're doing something. Um, um, what do you think happens when he, the phone goes down? You know, I feel like he doesn't have sex with them. No, I, I don't think no, he does. No, 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 no. That's like I think. They, I think they just follow him around like Palmer girls. <laughs> I think the illusion would be shattered as well, the fact that one of them was like... Wouldn't that be fucked up if that's how Robert Palmer came up with the Palmer girls <laughs> idea? He watched Wild at Heart and he was like, I don't have girls to follow me around. <laughs> that's how I'm getting them. If I find out that that's how the Palmer girls started... <sighs> up is down. I don't even understand anymore. David Lynch. David Lynch. The thing- Stop it. The thing I found with this film is as if it, like, it was little moments here and there that kind of threw me off. It would be like, I don't know why it's stuck in my mind so much, but there is just, it could have been, it could have gone from the scene before into the next scene, but you just get a shot of a old man hoovering a lobby in a hotel. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. Then no. None of the characters then walk into shot or anything. No. That's it. And why is this? This man looks about ninety. Why, why is he, he still? He at won work? a game of poker with David Lynch once, <laughs> and he has to be in the movie. Maybe he's like the uh, Lynchian Stan Lee. I mean, it's a movie where Nicolas Cage gets to turn to someone and say, "You think of the weirdest damn things to say." Sometimes <laughs> Cage gets to say that to someone else. 
and be right. Yeah, and actually have. have I a feel point. like I feel like that is like he's like he probably went up to uh, David Lichman. Hey, hey, David. Hey, David. Uh, someone, someone said this to me the other day. Uh, Nick, uh, uh, you say some of the weirdest things. How about I say that in this movie? And uh, <laughs> I reckon that's probably how it went. Um, I've been, I haven't been practicing that Nicolas Cage impression. It felt very in the moment. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's any good, but um, hopefully, hopefully it's terrible. You had your arms, you had your arms and shoulders going in a very cagey way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of watching all these films. I feel like maybe he is merging. Maybe there's a kind of. David Cronenberg-style body horror film where a man merges into... Wouldn't that be amazing if he just one day got, like... He just encapsulated the, the spirit of Nicolas Cage <laughs> and you had to go about your day. I'm not sure if my girlfriend would be too happy about that. Um, then... You're at work. Overtime? <laughs> You're fucking crazy, sir! Uh, they arrive in New Orleans and, as it says here in my notes, more shagging, more cigarettes... Is this when he tells the story? No, they um, they keep referencing again. It's like every it's every time they have sex, they've got to make a reference to Wizard of Oz, and then he says, "Let's go out and get a banana, like a fried banana sandwich," and then which this is another. He said, "This is how Elvis probably died." I said, on top of the the, the, the well, there's a famous the, the, sandwich the, the that he said. Yeah, there's a famous sandwich he supposedly ate that is. I believe is banana, peanut butter, and probably bacon. St- probably steak. <laughs> yeah, it's something pork chop. Something to really get the blood, like <laughs> keep re- the circulation going. Yeah, re- re- really, really work it. Really work that heart. He um, probably wasn't doing a lot of Pilates. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm I feel like I'm ragging on Elvis loads this episode. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> fuck you, Elvis. Yeah, I'm gonna take take. I've got a couple of Elvis records here. I'm gonna fucking smash them up afterwards and film it in a blue tint and then it'll be an opening <laughs> look, to a David look, Lynch film. Look angsty. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it in slow-mo. We'll drop it into frame and dun, the vinyl will smash. There you go, guys. We're going to have to stop there and actually me and Martin are going to write a script for a film. Uh, I'm only joking. That's not actually what's going to happen. We're going to oh. continue talking. Sorry, mate. We're going to oh. continue talking about this fucking crazy show. Um, this is another one of those crazy little moments was, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, the high-pitched voice guy? <laughs> yeah. Did you get what I, he said? I, oh, I didn't, I I didn't know see I did. him ingesting helium from a balloon. Oh, did he? Or I'm not I don't think he did. I think that's just... Just the way he spoke. That's just, uh, whether he is the way he spoke, or whether that's just a David Lynch touch, because he does have a tendency to do things like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's... Um, it, I, Makes but they're, they're, it's so consistent with the rest of their world. Neither of them even blink. They were just like, yeah, yeah, this yeah is, okay, this, this is no reason why that shouldn't be happening right now. This yeah, definitely. Is, that makes sense. Um, and then we get the scene, your favourite scene, Martin. <laughs> your, your the, the one that... No, it's the, the only one, that, one I remember. The one that took you from it's a boy one, and it's, turned it's you to I, a man. I just definitely remember it. I mean, because I just... That, that line, taken by the peach, was just was just embedded into my memory. And it's the only thing I could have told you before today about this movie. I feel like I've got more now. I don't want to connect those two dots in my brain. Like, I don't want to, don't want to add to that. And uh, another quote from that scene is, uh, I had a boner with a capital, a capital o. o. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing I ever learned how to spell. <laughs> I had a boner with a capital O. 
I don't know what that means. This this scene is pretty raunchy. He describes in detail. I'm not going to do it for you, but watch like what what look at it on YouTube. Um, of is it a sexual fantasy or is it like something no, that actually happened re- to him? Is he recalling? recalling? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I don't remember that was when he lost his virginity, but yeah. Um, and she says, "Oh, baby, what a bad boy you are." Oh, and you need to get me back to the room because I am fucking horny as you like. And horny with a capital Z. <laughs> or Z, depending on where you're from. And, um, again, more cigarette smoking. Yeah. More sex. I mean, they are responsible, though. I think Nicholas Cage, I'll see, is... Uh, I-, I need to call him Sailor. I need to call him Cage. No, it's fine. Never no, it's not fine. Nicholas Cage. I think people will know. But I think he references the fact both his parents died of lung cancer or something like that. That was, that was even though it's 1990, they like, Yeah, but no, it doesn't seem responsible because it's not like, oh, I learned from that and I I'm, I'm, I'm knocking it on the head. But like, they, they just give you the option of, of go, taking that piece of information yeah, yeah. and I'm going to make a responsible choice and not Yeah, it's that. like they died of either drinking or smoking related illnesses. Uh, I'm saying this, cigarette in hand. Like, <laughs> like, I am a smoker and I found it so hard to get through this film without any breaks because every scene literally someone is smoking and there's a weird thing that like when you see that it's like oh well I'd actually quite like a cigarette but yeah maybe this will help you quit man (laughs) yeah yeah maybe maybe I'll just watch this once a week um I will become unbearable to be around because William Dafoe is fucking crazy and um where are we in the movie by now? By now, uh, we are... They talk in bed a bit. Like, most of the stuff they say doesn't push the film forward, I don't think. It's just kind of bullshit. And um, <laughs> you get a flash of the mum with fucking face covered in lipstick. Like, I feel like there's probably a reason behind that. I, I don't think I got it. No. I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know, maybe... I feel like she she's earned the right to just do things for the sake of it, though. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's always necessarily a motive behind her. I think they're just trying. They're really drilling it home. How, can we, how can we make sure that people know she's a crazy bitch? Because up until this point, there might be people out yeah. there going, "You know what? That woman's a sane motherfucker. She's, she she might have a point. Yeah. She she seems pretty grounded. <laughs> um, we need to make sure people know that she's unstable. <laughs> she's she's looked like she's. Like reaching she's climax her, while she's like watching. Yeah, she's got it all in her hair. It's everywhere, and um, I don't feel like she acts with her hands enough. <laughs> then we get um, Lula telling the story of Jingle Dale, her her oh, cousin. Dear Lord, I really wish Lula would stop telling stories. Her stories are fucking mental. Uh, Nicholas Cage is actually sitting there in bed each time, just going. What the fuck? Have yeah, I done? this might explain something that happens at the end. He might have had. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely elaborate on that at the end. Never again, bit of foreshadowing. Um, but Jingle Dale is played by. I've written here professional nutcase Crispin Glover. Um, <laughs> oh, this is cockroach pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of the best line is. Uh, cockroach cockroach in his anus or cockroach on his anus I think the line is I, he's yeah. up, he's doing weird shit he I believes... feel like the bit where he's lying and yeah that the, he's controlled by aliens who wear who black are, who, wearing a, a, who are controlling the black 
glove until he realises that he's the one. He is the alien. He is the alien. Him, the alien, the black glove, they're all one. It's like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> the un- yeah, the unholy trinity, I think. Like, um... I feel like that's the part that I was like, uh, and then I fast forwarded it and I was just like, are there any more horny bitches with my sauces <laughs> walking up the stairs? That's probably why I didn't see like the last two thirds of this movie. I was, I just, I just went, nah, that, this, this isn't doing it. Got a bit sleepy. Creepy, creepy Finn man from Back to the Future is really ruining this for me. Yeah, Crispin Glover has um, a career, like a career of just playing. I did, even in Back to the Future, he's, is he, is he playing his dad? Is he, yeah. Yeah, Martin McFly's right. dad, yeah. yeah, in in the 50s. It's pretty people. I feel people like, we, I feel like the date's significant enough for you to remember for Back to the Future. They might mention it. Yeah, is, is it, it November fifth, nineteen fifty-five? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long. Sorry, time. man. It's been a long. Um, <laughs> I won't say that long film. It's been a long film. Oh, it has. Um, you've you've pushed out old shit to make room for all of this. Yeah, unfortunately, that is a case that I found myself in. Um, He's going to walk down the street asking people <laughs> if they got cockroaches in their pants. <laughs> Are they real? Is it like but the, the mother held up the yeah, other, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And the, the cockroaches were all just lying there still, like, like they'd, a, been, they'd been super glued on, or they I were just know. really well behaved cockroaches. She looked like she was like a perso advert or something. Yeah, she like. was like not just white, <laughs> Daz white. <laughs> like now we've you, added cockroach. Yeah, you want to get pants out of your? Well, cockroaches you is cockroach the only thing that would survive. Uh, a, a washing machine, nuclear, yeah, yeah, a washing machine <laughs> and not nuclear war and washing machines. Or um, if you want to get out of a like atomic blast, um, I learnt something from. It's a totally different film, but I learnt something from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Is um, you get inside a fridge. I'm not sure if you've seen that film, but that is a fucking. How big is your fridge, man? I don't know. It's one of those old, like you know, like the old school ones, retro like Smeg fridges, or like one of those. ones. Yeah, like the that. bodies normally fall out of. That probably explains a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, like the amount of times the police were like, "Was this hitman?" Nah, they were just they were just worried about nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> forgot forgot to open the door. Um, we then get Johnny. Jo- yeah, Harry Dean Stanton watching TV, and he's called up by crazy bitch, crazy crazy, crazy bitch with a double D. Cr- yeah. Yeah. Did she have big boobs? I feel like that might be a, ne- a reason to add an extra name. No, 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 I don't think I, I, I wasn't really looking. I was kind of. You couldn't really get past the lipstick, really. Could yeah, you? I couldn't really get past the face covered in lipstick. Um, <laughs> he's watching TV and. Just enjoying a whiskey. And he's watching Just like some. TV. Wildlife show? Yes. He's barking. Yeah. I thought that was fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> this is how he relaxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has to deal with her and he's like, I've had a hard day. Got Glenfiddich. <laughs> I just want to sit down and watch a nice, calm assassination in the wild. Yeah, yeah. It's not just. It's not like um. It's not like a David Attenborough or anything like no. that. It is literally. There isn't a soothing commentary. No, it it it, 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 it looked like essentially if you're watching like a YouTube video of car crashes, but just animals animals getting just eaten by other animals yeah why didn't i use the analogy you're watching why do i have to do the car crash i could have just said animals you're watching animals getting ripped apart by other animals analogies are good man (laughs) um and the mum says i'm coming to new orleans she i think my interpretation is she's plagued with guilt because she said i've got something to tell you yep she knows that marcellus and the Mr. Late, Reindeer. Mr. Reindeer is like 
hit squad are on their way to not just take out Sailor. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. But you can't talk on the phone. No, 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 no. You can't like. Might I don't, be, might be some alien with yeah. black glove <laughs> and cockroach pants listening. <laughs> yeah, at the other and end. It's, um, I bet you Chris Crispin Glover's on the other end, just going, "Go on, say it, say it, say it, bitch, say it." Confirm my suspicions. I've known all along. Dress the Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Santa. Yeah, if you like Christmas, don't don't watch Santa in this movie. <laughs> she um, she has to get off the phone because she she vomits like not again, but she vomited in a very peculiar way. Yeah, right. I feel like she had to get the angle right, and it was um, I don't know, I don't know if like that was supposed to be a it's just another fucking David Lynch quirk, or if that was supposed to signify her like kind of feeling so like. You know, like, so guilty, you're, like, sick to your stomach. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, done something or, like, feel bad about something. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much guilt you rack about with you. (laughs) I usually just drink and suppress things. Oh, yeah, push it down, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's what she had done. She had pushed down so much because there's a big revelation coming in this film that it's just all out to come I feel like we need to stop looking for scents from, um, from The Wicked Witch. Yeah, I think I think from this point on, like, uh, just, again, we'll just, this film, this film, we'll just assume she's talking nuts. This film is so <laughs> laced with David Lynch, just laced with confusion that us trying to pick it apart could mean it's fucking. This is the Lord of the Rings of podcast, mate. Fucking, fuck it's me. it's a movie so it's bigger than Nicolas Cage. Normally, you're like. Dazzled yeah. by Nicolas Cage being yeah, Nicolas yeah, Cage, yeah. but this is just like you almost like you forget that about Nicolas Cage being in it, and you're like, oh yeah, and there like, goes that calm guy in the in the snakeskin jacket. Well, the, it kind of like going through this film and like discussing what happens next. It kind of feels like I am just pulling cards out of a packet that, or like pulling pulling like you know like yeah pulling random cards out that have things written on them because the the next thing that happens in this film is. Um, they fill up gas at a gas station. Lula kind of like dances, like sat on the sat on the seat in the front, mm. and uh, there's an old black guy just kind of clicking his fingers yeah. and pointing at her, just rocking. Yeah, and again, no, I'm, I'm not looking. I'm, I'm st- it's authentic. It's what you find. Yeah, deep south. Um, I've stopped. I've just stopped. I've stopped <laughs> looking for any meaning in what's happening. I think. This is the point that I checked out. Um, yeah, she gets fed, like, they drive along and she gets fed up with a radio because all it is is death and despair. It's like, <laughs> fucking... You know when you, yeah, you, 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 you hear a song you don't like, you switch to another radio station, you hear the same song and you go, oh, that's annoying. And so you, you put the tape on yourself. Yeah, or, or like, or it, reminded me, it reminded me a bit of, you know, like in films where like, someone's like trying to like, it's always it's always in like kind of cliche like it's a cliched thing by now but like like uh i i didn't burn down the house or like I, yeah i didn't set a fire to anything and then they turn on the radio and every song is like the first one is like you set fire to the house yeah yeah yeah. it's like burning down the house by talking heads or it's like uh ring of fire by johnny cash and like it just kind of like 
Uh, yeah, she, the one I said, that's not even a real song. I've got to be yeah. honest, guys. I kind of made that up. I don't know. You kind of did it to the tune yeah. of Burning Down the House. Yeah. My... my house. Not held up in the Tom Jones and uh, Cardigans <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, he, she could have just put some other music on herself. But no, she Turn had to yeah. dramatically jump out the uh, the car and quick, grab the back of your neck. You <laughs> might fall down. Yeah. And uh, like Cage was having a real nice sleep He's in like, the back oh, as well. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Um, I was dreaming about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, banana sandwiches. Nah, sorry, man. No rest. No rest. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. You dating a uh, you dating a bitch with some craziness in her in her DNA. <laughs> and um, he managed just to find music though, literally straight away. Yeah, it's like he woke up and the radio station was like, "All oh, right, cage is up, guys. Let's put that um, put that song you really <laughs> yeah, likes yeah, back yeah. on." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Cage is kung fu fighting again in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Does, does he know how to dance? Or is he just... He's fighting ghosts. Yeah, I reckon uh, one of the closest things, like, something I want you guys to look at is either this scene in the film or it was uh, an interview he did on Terry Wogan around the time of this film coming out where he kind of does a lot of this. He, like... Mm. Like, because he front flips out of the car, doesn't he? Like, from the back, just like... Was this the same sort of time as Karate Kid? No, it would have been years later. Karate yeah, Kid would so have been I 85. Like he definitely yeah. does get some Karate Kid action going on. He does a yeah, couple yeah. of those kicks. And he does, like, yeah, he's like, high kicks. Like, I'm commending yeah. the guy, like, because yeah. he's wearing some tight jeans he's, as well. Yeah. He's rocking it. I, I definitely couldn't do that, but that's because I'm a uh, chubby, chubby guy with short legs. But that's, uh, that's enough about my insecurities, guys. <laughs> um... Uh, then we get uh, car crash no we get Johnny and old uh, Miss Crazy at dinner he, he asks her like oh um yeah you uh, you sound a little bit um disgruntled last on the night. phone yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she's like no, 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 no I'm fine no no I'm fine and no I just wanted to have dinner with you you know she says about it's, uh, he's like did you I you didn't. You didn't get. You didn't by any chance get Santos involved, and she does that classic like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, like you can fuck. You fucking see for a mile off that she is lying. Do you know? You know um, the show uh, "Lie to Me" that Tim Roth did. Yeah, definitely. amazing show. They only made like three three seasons and they cancelled it. It was a really cool show. The really annoying thing about that show, you can't really get around, I appreciate, so it's a thing to moan about, but I guess there's no way around it. His skill is to obviously look at the facial expressions of people and be able to tell that they're lying, but they have to show you, the audience, what he's seeing. So when he's like, did you murder those people? And then they go, you can't see me right now, guys, but I'm squiggling my mouth all over. (laughs) And then he goes, that, right there, I saw that. That means you're lying. (laughs) She did that same thing, right? But with her whole face. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, just the whole. She body literally language. like crawled under the table, walked around, got back up, and went, "No, absolutely not." Would I lie to you? Uh, uh, you, you then so many notes, guys. Pets, yeah. pets dedicated, man. Like, yeah, it's written War and Peace here. Ah, uh, yeah, fucking a lot of uh, parentheses, a lot of brackets, a lot of Dost- L's. Dostoevsky, just kind of like breaking down each scene. Um, I feel like I stopped writing notes in for a while because the next thing I know is about that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah well, the up. next note I've got is that um, he uh, they're driving and... The car crash. They come across the... Uh, no, he tells... Please let it be the car crash. He tells Lula that he 
was a driver for Mr. Uh, yeah. Santos. Because well, she she thought he used to be an accountant, right? She thought yeah. he was an accountant. <laughs> Didn't he used to be an accountant? <laughs> used to file stuff, right? Like in, in, in Vampire Kiss. <laughs> I've never not filed something correctly. No, in that film, he is a, uh, he's actually a short story literary agent. Obviously. Well, obviously, is. obviously there's so much money to be made. I feel like he's got a keen eye for short stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I getting through? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, he tells, he tells Lula that he used to drive and, for Mr. Santos, and that he um, was outside of a house when it set on fire, which I don't know, probably got to mention, like, her voice in this is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of got that, like, L.A., like, bimbo-y thing to it sometimes, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the that's the night my daddy died. Like, a bit like, I don't she's supposed to... Like man, and, and, and neck. It's yeah. barely supported. She's got that kind of everything. Yeah, damn yeah, yeah, yeah. Strain to even pronounce my words. <laughs> I guess I'll finish my sentence now. <laughs> and um, yeah. What do we get? What do we get up next? Oh, we get oh, poor Harry Dean Stanton is like he goes back into his room. Yeah, he says like. We're leaving the morn. Oh no, they're gonna but leave. But if only he'd gone back into the room. Yeah, like well, he'd, 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 he'd tried to chance his arm with her, and yeah. she was like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. Go get packed up. We're she leaving. Knew. Hit she the knew. road." She knew. He gets roughed up, and then, <laughs> oh yeah, it's explained. <laughs> she gone fishing with a friend. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah. Now we have the, the car, car crash. crash. Oh. oh, oh, thank God. One of those moments again, like Nicholas Cage is a good person to have around. I reckon so. I reckon it... because when you're a survivor of a car crash and you're walking around with like a, a bloody head, and you know someone needs to get your attention so that they can get you the medical help you deserve, you need someone to say, "Hey, hello, girl." <laughs> um, and the the lady in the car crash. I don't think you ever really find out her name, but. Car Crash Lady. uh, Yeah, Car Crash Lady 1. It's played by Sherilyn Fenn, who was Audrey Horn in uh, Twin Peaks, obviously. Ah. David Lynch nicked her from that and said, come on this, to do a very small cameo as a lady who is looking for... It's just fucking weird. She's looking for her purse. She's looking for something that has something on it, and her mum's not going to be happy. Yeah, she's looking for a bobby pin. (laughs) This is just basically a movie with crazy mothers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mate. I, I, well, I, she, her mother must be pretty ferocious that she's just had a car crash and she's worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Worried about her mother. <laughs> um, but she dies in front of them. I don't. Again, I don't think. It don't I mean, he was like, like, "Should we get her to the hospital?" And they were like, "Nah, she's she's about to die. Let's just accept that." <laughs> and it doesn't feel like this. This like, like this scene has any real significance to the rest of the film in any way. Do you As know what opposed mean? to all the others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's another one. It's like loaded upon loaded upon loaded of scenes. It's like... You feel like this is the repercussions of the, the 60s era. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. This is like... You had like the whole new new Hollywood um, you had and stuff like that. And then I, don't, I feel like the reins were off by this point in yeah. filmmaking that people could do whatever the fuck they wanted. So we go back to the hotel and we find out what really happened. 
Well, yeah, well, the mum is down in the lobby. Talking to weird <laughs> British guy on crutches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's got the best voice? How rude. <laughs> He's got the best voice. And then some other little chump comes in and says, oh, no, I found a note. Like, why Why is not here? Why didn't I notice that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, the note reads, uh, gone fishing. Gone fishing with a friend. Maybe buffalo hunting too. <laughs> And she fucking loses her shit. She, she can't believe she's it. She's not happy about it. No, she's like, like she must know that. She's oh, like she's she's struggling to connect the two dots. Yeah, exactly. She's like, Hang on a minute. There's a hit out on him. He's disappeared, and now he's left a note saying he's gone buffalo. Hunting. Yeah, like uh, that doesn't seem completely out of character. <laughs> definitely, you're so, like Mr. Santos has fucking whacked him. Uh, and but my favorite favorite part about this thing when old uh, Santos comes down, and the, the the hotel staff just go, all right, I guess we'll just leave this crazy hitman looking motherfucker alone with this yeah, crazy oh, no. woman. Um, the best part about this scene, hands down, is that she has hired him to kill someone. She knows this man's <laughs> yeah, yeah. moral code, and she says to him, "Swear that you didn't kill him," and he says, "I didn't," and she goes, "No." No. Swear on your mother. And he says, I swear on my mother's life. And she instantly believes him <laughs> because hitmen do not lie. Hey, pretty, that was pretty hit out on his mum and he took that. Yeah, exactly. Guy. I swear on my mother's life. It's safe to do that because I've already killed the bitch. <laughs> it's just shit. If you watch that, she it's instantaneous. Yeah. She's like, automatically relieved oh he's just sworn on his mother's life there's yeah. no way he possibly could be telling me maybe he's, untruths right now <laughs> maybe it's the, the old classic when you like someone would get you to swear on your mother's life at school oh. and he's like he's got the old classic oh, hang on a minute Where, where's your hand, where's yeah, your yeah. hand? Oh, 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 oh hang on a minute fingers she, crossed she won't get struck down my god now because my fingers are crossed who, who, how do you who ever come up with that uh, what, what's the significance behind I that no idea um, kids then we see oh my fucking lord we see poor old Big. Harry Dean Stanton tied up in some fucking oh it's sad. it reminded me of that the James Bond movie where the, the, <laughs> the you know the, the one with the, the voodoo the like, yeah, yeah, yeah the voodoo yeah. one it's kind of a weird it's not really what you want to see before you go no again uh, this scene features another another Twin Peaks um Actress, who, uh, sorry, it's, um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but um, Pat just uh, elongated the word actress because he's now going to look up. Yeah, sorry, I, I feel like I need to say her name. She's also in a lot of other shit. A lot of other shit. No, she's in Seinfeld. She plays um, Susan's mum in Seinfeld. Uh, George Costanza's late wife. Really? Sorry if I've spoiled oh, yeah. something for you. I recognise yeah. her. The actress's name is. Ah, oh, why do you have to have a difficult surname? <laughs> is Grace Zabriski. So yeah, we have Grace Zabriski, uh, Patrick Kelly, who is in The Warriors, who plays the leader of the rival gang, does the classic. Warriors come out to play. <laughs> you don't really need that, but and then you have them. Always need that. You have some kind of very peculiar guy as well, like the peculiar black guy. Um, 
who just yeah. Reggie Reggie I think his name is because the um the lady keeps repeating over and over again <laughs> fuck me Reggie. It just it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, it's I probably won't say it myself but No, I, I feel like this is not the weirdest scene where a phrase is repeated over and <laughs> over again uh, but we so, will get to that. And they do they do they shoot him? They, you, I think do, you hear a bang. You yeah. hear a bang. You hear yeah. you, you assume he's, he's Yeah, you he's hear this is very weird like out of his very odd misery. And then and then Cajun Cajun Donor off to a uh, big big tuna Texas. Yeah, big tuna the which BTT. has a lovely sign that says fuck you. Like as you drive in on on the like on a sign shaped like a fish. So, yes. That's uh, just to give you a um Tastes of what's to come. Yeah, I'll let you know it's a lovely town. Um, this, this is just a large portion of the movie. This, no recollection of it all. This part, this is when it goes off the fucking rails. Not that things go crazy. Not weird enough. It just gets weird. Like for You've me, got... for me, in like if some characters are really, like. Uh, Oh, look at the words. <laughs> you've really lost the ability to speak since watching yeah, this movie. Yeah, I think I so. Like you've been not for six. Maybe I should be like I don't know, talking backwards in some like, <laughs> twin. Peaks well, you've got you've got a crazy cast at this point, haven't you? You've got yeah, the, but I um, feel like they're brought in a bit too like a bit too late into the story for me to care. That's the point that's I was a, trying that's to make. That's a very good point. Like I think by this point, it's like even yeah, we get Lula like as soon as they get there, Lula's sick. And she says she wants to stay there for a couple of days, which, like, I wrote down in here, like, potential downfall. And it kind of felt like a, <laughs> a sloppy a sloppy move in the way of, like... Do you want to stay in this crazy weird place? Yeah, you... Like, well, maybe we should. Maybe so, like... Are you car sick? That's going to get in the way of a... But, like, yeah... You, journey. Yeah, you kind of... It's going to, yeah... It's yeah, it seems like a cool place to stop for a couple of days. I feel like that can't get but us too off track. Do you, do you know what I mean? In the way filmmaking yeah. seems sloppy because it's like I was like, I don't know. Like, it's like if their car had broken, they could, they down. could have come up with something. But yeah. she's also pregnant, so yeah, that is um, kind of makes more sense, right? Definitely, definitely. We <laughs> do gonna, find you're out. Gonna, you're going to forgive him now, but you, um, you, you probably wrote that before you found out. Um, you're like, oh, she's pregnant. There's. But the announcement of these characters, uh, the three trailer park cars going around the outside. Oh, <laughs> around the outside, Because that's how um, that's how you announce William Defoe, right? Oh, uh, William Defoe, yeah. But before he's him. even brought in, looking like kind Steve of... Buscemi. It's <laughs> yeah. like a cross between Steve Buscemi and Jaws. <laughs> yeah, movie. from yeah, yeah, that's what William Defoe yeah. looks like. There's in this a lot movie. of. James Bond references in this as well without even realising. It is. So guys reading out, there's like a couple of guys reading out from the local paper and then there's that like impassioned local guy as well who's like, like one of the names is read out and he's like, I don't know, say for, for instance, it's um, Dean Sullivan. He's like, Dean Sullivan, fuck that guy. Like, what's he doing driving out there? Was that the crazy... Fuck him. Was that the cop, the crazy bald dude from Identity? No, no, it wasn't him. It was just like the guy who... He must have worked at the motel because they questioned him about uh, oh, uh, what's, yeah, yeah. what's going on. What's going on with that room with all the lights on? Uh, and he's like, "Ah, oh, they're, they're they're shooting some porno, Texas Horror, style pornographic movies, yeah, Texas, Texas style. style." And that's when the, the, the three trailer park cars come around the outside. Yeah, which reminded me um, of. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the film Nocturnal Animals. 
No. Uh, has a fucking crazy opening sequence, which is just um, larger ladies, topless or either naked, dancing in slow motion. And maybe Tom Ford was inspired by this scene where, yeah, I assume they came out of the porno set like... Yeah, they just, you know, needed a break. Yeah, yeah, a bit of fresh air, like like us after this film. Larger <laughs> ladies, I like that. That's um, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. You want to keep. Yeah, you want to keep. Uh, people, you want to keep your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hey guys, I love, I love, I love people of all shiz- sizes. Oh dear lord, <laughs> sizes and shapes. You're all lovely. Um, You've been destroyed. I have fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Almost as like kind of these three ladies as like ring announcers at boxing, they bring in the big contender. Willem Dafoe. Doesn't look like a trustworthy, friendly guy, does he? No, he's kind of. Uh, is, it, is it? Am I right in saying he's got like a kind of like lev- like tasseled leather jacket on? Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely shoulder pad tasseled. Yeah, and like he's in all black. He's got like slick back hair. Yeah, like I said, he's definitely Steve Buscemi yeah. and Jaws. And um, he's got nubs for teeth, isn't he? Like they're fucking crazy. Um, oh, this is. He talks it's, for. It's exhausting even revisiting all of this. Yeah, he talks. I think uh, like this is the part where the movie just loses me with energy levels. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm just like, get out of the fucking desert, guys. When, um, yeah, he talks just a load of shit that, again, just means fucking nothing. And then Lula, back in the room, she's like, I want to, like, she's probably wants to go. She's she's being polite. She has that classic polite face. I'm not feeling too well. Let's go back to the room. Like, we we all know what she's saying. Like, this guy's fucking weird. (laughs) He's chatting a load of shit about being in the Marines. Not happy about the choices we've made tonight. And, um, this, they have this... She has a vision which, like, you don't see a lot, but it's like, I found it pretty disturbing of, like, especially when you find out, when you realise what it is, of her, like, laid upon a uh, hospital bed. Ah, yeah. With a, like, yeah, it's like a kind of magnifying glass on her face, and she's, like, not having a good time. I thought she was in a dentist chair at one point. I thought it was like Marathon Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, and you kind of like see blood being taken out of her and then you kind of see something bloody thrown in a bin and the bin closed. And this, after seeing this harrowing moment, she decides to write down a little post-it note for Sailor that... She is with child. Yeah, so... I'm not even going to tell you what that scene was. You fucking figure it out. Um, his reaction to her being pregnant, though, is fucking great. Because he pulls out two cigarettes. That is amazing. <laughs> and it, it seemed like he'd done that before. Yeah. Like, pregnant is the reflex button. Two cigarettes this time. Two cigarettes. But then he says, that's cool. Yeah, one hit of nicotine. Yeah, I reckon if it was one cigarette, his his reaction would have been a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a tell. It's like John Malkovich in Rounders. <laughs> Got the Oreo cookie. I might, I might, I might try the two. Like any next time I get bad news, it might soften the blow. That if the two, two. He's just trying to die work. quicker. Yeah, I reckon. Like you're gonna be a dad. Oh, let's hurry this along. Yeah, I don't need <laughs> if I, this. If I do this, I don't have to spend that much time with a kid. 
I um, should just mention at this part in my notes, it just says William Defoe is completely insane. As if oh, I oh him, like, yes. Well, that brings us on to a scene that is... Where he li- he likes nice women with, with tits who talk tough and, and fuck like a bunny. Yeah, he comes in to use the toilet. Which would make a great greeting card. <laughs> Easter. That's Happy w- Easter, Nan. They're wedding vows, right? Yeah. Definitely want to put that in my wedding vows. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, he comes in to use the toilet. It's and creepy. He grabs her and tries to, pretty much tries to have sex with her. And then won't let go of... Like, instead of her holding her neck... He does a trump on her. He does. He trumps her. Yeah. Who's it? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Traffic, who who Trump was talking to, to make that explicit. If you don't know what we're talking about, guys, where the fuck have you been for the last 12 months? I think it was Riley. Yeah, no, Riley. I don't think it was. Uh, exactly. it was. No, yeah, I think the guy, I think the guy, the poor guy has been sacked. Like whoever it was. Oh, but... by Riley. No, no, no. The guy who he he said that line to, or yeah. like someone he said something vulgar to. Yeah, and it's like they just kind of were there and like I don't know. Anyway. Hey, 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 guys. There's, there's a there's enough pressing matters to deal with with what the fuck happens in Seagull. World at Heart, let alone to talk about. Seagull. Isabella Rossellini in this movie, and it's so weird because I yeah, oh. her, I'd never seen so much of her when she was like younger. Yeah, and well, she is totally, totally skipped over that that she is as soon as they arrive in Big Tuna, Big like, Tuna, Big Tuna, Texas. Big Tuna. Uh, they go and see her because you don't. It's not really explained how he knows her, but it probably is explained. I feel like we're just tired. <laughs> <laughs> but he asks, "Is there a hit out on me? Like, what do? Yeah. Like, what do you know? What's like, the, uh, what's, what's the word on the grapevine? Yeah, exactly. What's the word on the killer circuit? Um, but she's like this old school sex symbol porn star. She's looking like Madonna in the eighties here. She's got like, yeah, yeah, like the really big, big eyebrows. Yeah, I can figure out if she's wearing a wig or she's just got horrible. Well, she definitely had a wig. <laughs> I mean, one of the first times I saw her is when she's like an older lady in in um." Uh, Roger Dodger and that couldn't have been like more than kind of early to mid 2000s and you could see you could see her age there and that's like what 10 15 years maybe yeah, yeah. but um yeah it's strange she's um pretty quiet she's got a very distinctive voice it's very weird seeing yeah well uh yeah I, I feel like sometimes David Lynch like doesn't really play to like it just puts people. It doesn't matter where they're from. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, no need to explain why there's someone with a German accent living in like. Hey, it's multicultural. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's an all-inclusive guy. Although just... I, in yeah, Texas, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if she would be living that like there. Where, where, where should we go to start a new life? How about Texas? I hear they're real open, forward-thinking. To... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the scene, the scene where Thingy comes into the toilet, tries to get. Calls, calls her a sexy bunny and stuff like that and like yeah. she she hops backwards really slowly and he says bunnies bunnies don't jump slowly they jump fast and then he yeah to give her a break from grabbing her own neck he gives it he a go he holds it up for her which is very gentlemanly and um says to her say fuck me and I will let you go and just keeps repeating in this fashion. I feel like he wins her over. Fuck me. Fuck me. 
she's she's fuck either, me. either considering fuck it me. or she's just very tired. Fuck me. Fuck me. All right, man. That's um. Yeah, that's, I think pretty, that's enough. That's that. a pretty scary impression. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that is what he does. Like, sorry. I feel like I fucking I sat through this for you guys. You fucking suffer. <laughs> yeah, you just want to get everybody on board. Yeah, definitely. Um, and she kind of. I'm not sure her reaction. Yeah, I. I think yeah. It's, she, it, uh, it is the the jury's out on that one. What her reaction is. Um, and then we have. Bobby Peru is Willem Dafoe's character's name. Another brilliant name in this film. Bobby Peru. Is it Peru or Faru? Don't know. Yeah. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Good name. Um, he's figured out that she's pregnant. He takes Cage to a bar, gets him pissed and says, got a little deal for you. Like, I've got this job. There's going to be five. Ready for it, guys. Five. Thousand dollars, not like how many dollars? Five thousand. Wow, man! You, you know, start, like you can not, start a new life with that. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon, yeah. What are the places he says? He goes, you go to Mexico, go down to the coast. Oh, it's nineteen ninety. Uh, you could probably buy a house just about it, that, for that price. Just about anywhere. He says, just about anywhere. It's literally like, just about I, anywhere. Depends how you, you want to travel first class or... $2,500, um, which is a whole lot better than the $40. Pay a guy with a camel to take you somewhere, <laughs> really. Um, he manages to get him on board for the robbery because he, uh, he guilt trips him by saying, oh, it's like, you've got a baby on the way, you might need, you might need that mon- money. And he shows him like as if he wasn't sold already. He's like, hey, come check out the trunk of my car, I've got some got some guns there uh these are my collection of guns and he's like uh i was really expecting to see clay's bike from uh 13 reasons why uh, <laughs> as uh you your wonderful girlfriend pointed out yeah. earlier that was still in my head when when he opened the trunk <laughs> was anybody else expecting a, a dead body in there as well i'm pretty sure there, there should or, or, or the classic um tarantino shot from the uh from from the boot of the car up at up at willem dafoe and his chiseled teeth a strong jawline. Yeah. Um, and then Sailor comes back to the hotel. Only I love, that's such a classic man-woman moment because he all he does is walk in the room, look at her and take a shower, and she's like, so you've been drinking? Yeah. I feel like men, women have that amazing radar of just knowing. So, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And uh, I only mention this scene, really, Come like, on, beers. is for... The pants he's wearing, like... <laughs> yeah, he's wearing panties, right? I think so, yeah. That's they've definitely kind of got, a G-string kind of... Uh, yeah, they've got like a... At the waistband... They, pretty, pretty thin. Yeah, really thin waistband on the sides. Only kind of like a bit of a pouch at the front. Yeah, and then not, round to the back. I'm, I'm not sure... He definitely gets that blanket up quickly <laughs> to avoid embarrassment. I don't know, it was... Uh, I don't know if they've like he he didn't have that much getting out of prison. Maybe she packed more pants than he did. Like they don't really go into the um, origin logistics. Yeah, maybe maybe previously he'd worn cockroach pants, (laughs) and he's like, oh, uh, maybe maybe cockroaches ate the rest of his pants. Maybe when he started out that scene, the pants were much bigger, three times bigger, and cockroaches just ate away until he was in a g-string. That's my theory, anyway. Well, um, bringing it back yeah well it kind of shows you that by this point we weren't really uh we weren't really paying attention oh, we weren't we paying were just... attention too much but like there are like literally even just... someone's pants would be like what like what, what does that mean <laughs> there <laughs> um, has to be a reason for everything yeah exactly and uh 
Never learn. Then we get it, robbery. Bobby Peru turns out to be the other guy who got the silver dollar. So, Ugh, what are the odds? So, yeah. Who so, saw that coming? So, Mrs. Palmer, Patrick Kelly, and old creepy guy had the other one, and Bobby Peru and Isabella Rossellini got the other to take Sailor out. He lets you know that this job is a ruse to get him dead. And then the robbery is about to go down. Isabella Rossellini is the driver. Almost <sighs> foiled by that keen-eyed Yeah, cop. keen-eyed detective. But like, yeah, you got you got Cage working the door, isn't he? He's like the kind of man on the floor and then... Who, uh, two seconds after walking <laughs> in, just goes... <laughs> that, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you let them know you mean business. Guys, if you don't cooperate, I'll shout at the ceiling. <laughs> I'll do it. But the, the robbery goes south. It, who would have thought? Who would have seen that coming, eh? One of the tellers gets shot. Loses a, a hand? Yeah, and then... Dog. Thingy. Um, thingy. Sailor. Sailor. Sailor, that's the one. Oi. Sailor then tries, says, call it, man. Like, we ain't about this shit. Don't. Pulls the gun on him. Yeah. And he's like, duds. Duds, what? he's got no... <laughs> William Defoe just can't be trusted. Yeah. Like, he should have known from the first scene that he, could have, he can't and be he trusted. he seemed <laughs> like a... Stand-up like, guy. Like a trustworthy guy. I mean, he, he found out that he knew his girlfriend was pregnant. He never really followed up on that too much. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just thought, do you know what, I'm going to go to sleep. Um, but yeah, all along, turns out a little bit crazy. I he, mean, uh, at that moment, the other teller as well tries to shoot uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe shoots him, which gives Sailor his lucky break because uh, pump out shotgun. How would he have gotten out of that situation? Only get two shots. So uh, he runs out the door. Dog comes out with somebody's hand. <laughs> Just to add that light touch of humour. Yeah, like slapstick. An otherwise dramatic moment. Yeah, you've got those two tellers kind of like slopping about on the floor and a load of blood in almost like a Laurel and Hardy like fashion of like, whoa. It was definitely kind of late 80s, early 90s kind of um, special effects for blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure blood's that colour. It's super red, like almost like so red. Yeah, like, like Shogun Assassin style. There's a lot of E red. numbers in the, <laughs> that, that blood, and um, there is a, poli- a a policeman shoots Willem Dafoe down. Yeah, he does. But in fashion, in amazing fashion, <laughs> Willem Dafoe falls onto his own shotgun and shoots his head clean off I mean and and is there a reason for that like you could have just have him yeah he could have just, just died a normal death <laughs> no, no. no I've, maybe he had that written into his contract yeah um, alright I'll die but it has to be in a dramatic way <laughs> um, and then we are so drawing the end. to the end guys <sighs> sailor's jailed we might ra- we might just rattle through this end yeah, yeah 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 sailor is jailed he gets a letter in prison she kept the baby. She's going to call it Pace, regardless if it's a boy or if it's a girl. Um, then we jump. I'm all right with that. Pace is uh, Pace feels like not really gender specific. Yeah. So um, yeah. kind of reminds me of Pacey from uh, Dawson's Creek. Or Halen Pace from <laughs> Halen Pace. <laughs> and um, 
again, we get... I just, by this point, I could have written down the total amount of time it was, but I just wrote five years later because I'm not fucking about it. He got six years in prison. The kid is now grown up. Um, we get the Mrs. Crazy on the phone to Lula saying, are you going to go meet up with Sailor? Are you going to meet up in prison again? She's like, yeah. And she's into, again, like, fucking frantic. She's laying on a, she's laying on a, like, a footstool or something like she's that. She's kind of humping and... Uh, an ottoman you would call yeah. it um it got in a in a non-homophobic way in my house growing up it got called a, a pufta yeah yeah a pufta a, a puffet she's, yeah, she's, yeah yeah she's humping a pufta <laughs> uh, she's on the phone to her daughter which is kind of like texas style pornography right yeah 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 <laughs> and uh amazing um uh, lula like she can't throw a glass of like water in her mum's actual face so throws it at a uh, picture. picture of her on the coffee table which the is ice great just remains yeah. yeah and um so she meets up with sailor old snakeskin himself yeah. <laughs> old fucking blue suede shoes um he uh they kind of have yeah. He hey, how you doing? You right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. Yeah, this is your son. Instead of like, yeah, you would think a nice tender moment, like the first time of meeting your son, that you would hold him, just tight in your arms and be like, "I love you. You're a part." of He me. just hands kids um, a stuffed toy. Stuffed toy. It's, it's always sha- done. It's the same thing he did in Con Air. <laughs> and like, shakes and shakes the shake, yeah, shakes the kid's shake hand, hand as well. Yeah. Just like it's a business transaction. Yeah, how you doing, man? Here's your, nice stu- to meet you. <laughs> here's your stuffed lion. Shake hands deal done um and then he has second thoughts she's been waiting for him for like six years yeah and he's like ah do you know what i changed my mind i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a day nah, i gave it 15 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not sure the kid feels right and he's like the, the, the uh, kid uh, i'm not sure <laughs> He's like the kid. The kid's gone six years without knowing me. He can forget yeah, me pretty might. quick. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> I'm gonna walk off towards these unsuspecting hoodlums. Yeah, but before that, the the thing he says to his son, like I, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> he just the kind of life advice spouts off some bullshit life advice. Something to like, do with uh, Poncho and yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, um. If if something's not feeling good or like just just get out of there or something like that, which um, is exactly what he well, did. what he is doing. Yeah, he's basically justifying his own actions. Yeah, and he walks off towards. Well, it's kind of it reminded me of uh, the guys look like they just walked off the set of the Beat It video, <laughs> <laughs> or the bad like a Michael Jackson like bad or Beat It one of those videos. I like, mean, <laughs> They all had leather jackets. Leather jackets, uh, bandanas, like... <laughs> they kind of... And it's kind of staged like one of those videos as well, because you've got the, like... The, 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 you have to commend these, yeah, yeah, yeah. these delinquents for their choreography, because they, they got the space in absolutely at, perfect. Uh, Not to, At no point were two of them close together <laughs> yeah, to each yeah. other. They all came in. You could have got like a ruler and... Well, fucking big ruler, maybe a tape measure. And you could have measured the distance between these people. They were all... Exactly I, right. I reckon what type of thing they could have got is one of those, uh, you know, those wheelie like, uh, one of those wheelie tape measures. Do you know the ones I'm talking yes. about? Yes. You get those guys along the side of the. Uh, regardless of that, um, you use whatever measuring device yeah. feels right for you. The exactly. Point is, guys. they were choreographed. <laughs> they were choreographed well, and um, they beat the shit out of him. 
He got one good punch. And then a few kicks. A few kicks, but one very Real noticeable <laughs> good punch, which did something to him. I've never seen before to that extent. Yeah, on um, a man with a, a slim, slender nose. Oh uh, yeah! Um, all of a sudden, he had uh, like a uh, mass of play-doh stuck to the uh, middle uh, of his face, uh, where his nose should have as been. You, as you quite rightly pointed out, with slightly different skin tone. Yeah, to the rest of his face, um, it literally sticks out like a sore. Not a sore, not even a sore thumb, a sore nose. Uh, and, he's, you uh, say. and he's visited, isn't he, by his? Um, he is visited. Fairy godmother? Yeah, by, I believe in... Um, Some of a blonde the, woman. It's the, it is a direct reference to the Wizard of Oz. It is. Because is it like the good witch? I think, I think, I think so, it was guys. A, it was a more attractive version of the crazy bitch. Yeah, who is actually played by um, Cheryl Lee, who is Laura Palmer in ah. Twin Peaks. So... Snucker and there, David Lynch is sly All bastard. the best directors keep using the same, same people. Cast. Woody Allen, Spike yeah. Lee, Tarantino. Yeah. It's all the same. Exactly. Just stick with a winning formula. Auteurs. Um, Auteurs. And then uh, <laughs> he has an epiphany, and I found this actually quite funny. Was this like, is like, easily the funniest part of the scene. Cause and I, I, I believed it. I believe. Well, it's when he apologizes. He, he could have. He could have continued to get. Uh, beaten up by yeah. these these guys, but he 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 stopped them in their tracks with a a polite summary, <laughs> yeah, as, a nice summation of the situation. <laughs> I kind of like he's like oh, it's almost like he said the error of his ways, and he's like, and that's what he said. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Um, I love, I love Lula. I, I want to go this anymore. I'm yeah. just going to remove myself from this situation. <laughs> just watch Stan as I as I run off. Does he leave? His, did he have a bag? I don't. A suitcase. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just runs off. Um, he says, "I apologise for referencing <laughs> to you guys in a in a homosexual." Oh, way yeah, because he calls them uh, faggots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really nice about he it. He realises that was a bad thing to say. As you guys should at home, don't go around calling don't, people. Don't do it. Don't mean do words. It. Unless um, you are referencing the very funny uh, Canadian comedian Tom Stage, who does a very, very funny bit about. Uh, those yeah. guys that you see selling <laughs> selling fish food. I've got a bag full of faggots. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. Tom Stay, very very funny guy. Anyway, back to um, what the final is so close to the end of this movie that we start to even get a reference to uh, another film that's been. He looks like he's suddenly in the uh, the beginning of La La Land. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a bunch of cars. Suddenly, there's no cars to be seen a minute ago, and now it's jam packed, full of cars. He could just run along the uh, the sidewalk, um, but he goes, "No, I'm just going to get there a little quicker if I run on the cars." It's just another day of sun. Um, yeah, is all that was going on in my mind uh, as he was like running along the bonnets of the car, gets to Lula's car, hugs her, kisses her on the bonnet, and we end on a big... on the bonnet, right on the bonnet, gives her a smacker right there. <laughs> we end on a nice musical number of Love Me Tender. Who'd have seen that coming? I know, I know. And The foreshadowing in this movie has taught me a lot. I have never been so excited... About smoking. To ...for smoking and hearing a Elvis Presley song, because it meant the end. Yeah, it, it did. Of this 
film. I mean, it, I feel like you can watch it once. Maybe like I reckon I could possibly watch it. I watch a lot of movies a lot. I, like I could pretty lot, much watch. I kind of have a thing with Requiem for a Dream. I can like, watch a movie a lot of times, but not this. Not this one. No. No. I reckon I could watch it again. Maybe not right. Like no, maybe in several years. What did I write? I, put, I wrote in my threshold for weirdness is dramatically lower than this movie. <laughs> I can handle dialogue, but it needs to be a bit more, yeah, 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 a bit yeah, more yeah. peppy and energetic and, and regular. There's, there's just so. Would you say you enjoyed this? But are you like glad to have seen it in any way? Or I, I like I said, I'd seen parts of it before, but um, yeah, I've no, I don't think I've ever sat and watched it the whole way through. And uh, there may be a reason for that. The last two thirds of it definitely. Or a surprise, but um, but yeah, I mean, you, this is and if any of you guys have not seen that many Nicolas Cage movies, and you're like, why is Nicolas Cage so weird? This and this he, definitely is. This is like a skeleton in his closet, right? Well, it's not so much a skeleton in his closet, but it's like a an explanation to his journey. Yeah, well, this definitely like um, this is another one from like uh, Vampire's Kiss that is very much about like a crazy performance and. A crazy like this is a crazy film like I but would, like you say he's not he's not that crazy in this movie yeah well I, th- I think I think I think he it, like if, if he was this was directed maybe by someone else or this was he didn't have all the cast of lunatics around yeah, yeah, him yeah. basically if the film had been different yeah, yeah but like <laughs> if he had the same performance like he's he's ramped up performance everybody like else other was films. just toned it down a little bit yeah, he... she got she got her lipstick just on her lips. Exactly. Uh, yeah, William Defoe had better dentist <laughs> um, and and more respect for women. Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, Laura Dern could support the weight of her own head. Um, yeah, it could have all been very very different. But and it's just, Nicholas Cage, he's a, he's a tremendously good actor. I mean, he's an Oscar winning actor. He's done a lot of oh, amazing films, don't... as you are going to find out. Yeah, um, but you saying about Oscar winner there. There are films up until this date that still keep fucking milking that teat. It's like you'll get straight to DVD releases that drive it home every time. Top of the DVD. I've got a lot of these. Oscar winner. Oscar winner, Nicolas Cage. It's like, it was 1996 he won an Oscar, guys. Like, there's surely got to be a statue. Like, there's got to be a time limit on that. You can't just churn it out for your, like, film that costs you a fiver to make over a weekend because you got bored, like... I did say, but it felt like him and um, John Cusack seemed to go through a period where they were having a competition who could uh, yeah. sabotage themselves a little bit. I mean, not, I, I tremendous respect for John Cusack. He has actually made many, many good movies, but for the last nine years, he's also been blocking me on Twitter. So uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a grudge against Mr. Cusack. <laughs> what, what, why is he? It's very serious, actually. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Why it's is very, he very on Twitter? So John Cusack made a, a movie called Max. Um, and it was all about Hitler and what could have happened with Hitler because Hitler was very into his art and yeah, his, yeah. his finger paintings. No, and uh, he had um, kind of like a, uh, somebody who he looked up to his uh, sort of art tutor called Max, um, and kind of like a role model. But he um, there's a line in the movie like uh, John Cusack plays Max where. He, he says, come on, Hitler, I'll buy you a lemonade. <laughs> Which is a tremendous line, right? <laughs> and I think at one point, um, this was around about 2009, 2008, uh, John Cusack had tweeted something and I'd replied, come on, Cusack, I'll buy you a lemonade. And to which he replied, 
um, clever clever guy, saw Max. And at the time, my uh, my girlfriend was like, oh my God, John Cusack's just replied. And I was just like, yeah, me and Cusack go way back. Like, we're, we're, we're tight as anything, me and Cusack. Clearly joking. Um, I think it got retweeted a couple more times by some people. And then I don't think he took too kindly to that thinking... Who is this crazy motherfucker? And yeah, I looked. <laughs> I looked a week or two later, and I was, I was, I was blocked, which I found a bit strange. Because, yeah, I kind of. But I had heard he's a little bit insane on there. He did go on like crazy rants and tirades. Yeah, he does. Like, he does. Um, he was called Elephant Trainer, or so that was his handle at one point. He had a very um, odd, uh, odd, odd online persona. I'm always tempted for people who get um, who get blocked by people to set up account an account that is solely photos of <laughs> of of people's tweets uh, and then people can follow that so it'd be like I still love Kusak he's made some great movies yeah. but yeah they both seem to have that same success and then they both kind of made a few not so great movies or whatever, yeah a few actually, wrong but, steps here and there yeah I feel like Cage has owned Cage has owned it he's oh, kind no, of like definitely. he's like yeah this yeah. is me now I'm, I'm doing this yeah, this definitely. is my thing this yeah. is my thing well I reckon you've heard what we've obviously had to say about the film Let's see if our views match those of IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic, uh, the free scoring systems. I always go, I always go on this based on, like, if I Google it, what are the free that comes up? So I had um, a friend like this that used to do this with movies and computer games. He'd check the reviews first before watching or playing something, and um, before he'd do it before. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got five stars. Oh, it's obviously going to be brilliant then isn't it yeah yeah like i kind of try to avoid certain ones because like uh i don't know when something is left up to the general public like i feel like on imdb potentially like people who go on there are possibly more into films and say if it was amazon where it's the general public which um Sorry, guys, but a, a, a lot of you are nutters and uh, just want to spill... It's the ratio of having free time. Yeah, spill hate on the internet. That's why uh, you write mean things to people on Twitter or you become like John Cusack. Travel and... reviews. <laughs> yeah, or or you just... Um, I don't know. You, do, you just do nuts things. You just... You, you get angry about a lady who has a big bum and is married to a rapper and you put her up as a role model when she never asked for it. So just leave her alone, guys, okay? Yeah, man, she was just going about her life. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You she wanna... didn't know that camera was on her when she was having sex that time. Well, let's what see. What IMDb. What's what, going on? What do you reckon it's going to be? I think that it's been probably revised since the first ones and uh, i think a lot of people hold david lynch in very high regard so when you don't understand something you don't want to like be the <laughs> only one that doesn't recognize the genius in it so you just go along and go the man's a visionary the man's a visionary he knew exactly what he was doing so yeah i feel like it would probably be uh, slightly more good than bad but some uh, some weirdness definitely right so the score out of 10 on this is IMDb is 7.8 7.2 out of 10 okay so solid yeah solid solid like not not too high not like um, I know one of the only films at the moment I think that has got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes or at least 99 is Get Out I haven't seen it personally but like I went to watch that the other day yeah it was a bad copy so I gave up after <laughs> two, two three minutes um 
And then we have Rotten Tomatoes, which is 65%. I think that that is quite in line with the the IMDb score. And then Metacritic is 52. So Metacritic Metacritic is is the... It's the god of critics. Exactly. It hasn't got time for bullshit. So I feel I feel like I don't know. It's mid yeah, those scores kind of to me kind of show like a middling to You look It's okay. The movie's twenty seven years old, you know. It's 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 at the time watching this movie probably would have been very, very different. Oh definitely like well I reckon I reckon this would have been shocking. This would have been Yeah. Yeah, cult, like, obviously, yeah, in context, like, this would have been fucking nuts. This would have been one to go go to work on a Monday and be like, I fucking saw this. You're watching Look Who's Talking, or Look Who's Talking too. Yeah. And then you turn over. Look who's bloody talking now. Like, look who else is talking. Like, you won't believe it. The chair's talking. Honey, like. <laughs> the kids have been shrunk. <laughs> What's going on, on the other channel? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some woman's putting on way too much lipstick, and Nicolas Cage is kung fu fighting. Let's get that on. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is like the reviews. The rev- I don't know. Are our reviews in line with? I would say so. It's it's definitely. It's an experience. It's, it's I would, exhausting I would, I would, watching this movie, and I remember it being that way. It's just you've only got so much patience um, with with that kind of. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule. I wouldn't rule it out. Like, and it has more of a storyline than say. So, Mulholland Drive is a lot more enjoyable to watch. Like I said to you before, I've never actually managed to get through uh, Inland Empire without falling asleep. But this movie can't make its mind up between being a normal kind of mainstream storylined movie and just it's just got like a touch of touch of too much madness with yeah with Lynch. I don't know. Um. So. That's it for this yeah. episode. Um, do you have a... Yeah, obviously, with comedy, do you have anything coming up? Like, do you have any shows? <laughs> I do, if I can remember how yeah. to... Sorry, 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 sorry to put you on the spot, man. No, 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 no problem. So, um, run a, a monthly comedy night in Hove at the station. It's normally on the second Saturday of each month. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, yeah. The next one probably would have been and gone. Uh, when, is the, uh, when is the next sat- one? Next Saturday, the 13th. And then, uh, well, um, I'm not sure when I'm going to put this who up. Who knows? And not. then, uh, yeah, me and um, my good friend Rebecca Shortall are doing a Shortall. I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Shortall. Shortall. Shortall, mate. Uh, <laughs> me and Rebecca Shortall, we're doing um, the Brighton Fringe. We're splitting an hour, so we're doing half an hour each at the Artista on the, uh, the 16th, 17th, 18th and 20th of May. Um, it's not a huge place, but um, yeah, it should be good. Cool, and be good. people can keep up to date with like any show. Like, do you post on your Twitter? Or? I don't use Twitter as much as I used to, but I definitely um, still pop on there. Uh, so it's Hurley H U R L Y underscore Burley B U R L Y Hurley Burley being my favourite movie, nice. which is a lot more fast paced, <laughs> alcohol, drug fueled, hedonistic kind of dialogue. A little bit more snappy. Well, who's, and um, who, who, who's who's in that? Sean, you need and... to see this movie, man. So it, it's not it's not it's a very odd favorite movie to have, and uh, it probably divides a lot of people. The Rotten Tomatoes reviews of that are probably the same. <laughs> but it used to be a play, and it's um, Sean Penn, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey very much plays Kevin Spacey as he often well, does. Yeah, well, Sean Penn, Kevin Spacey, Chaz Palminteri. 
Um, Meg Ryan brilliantly playing a, uh, a drug taking crazy woman. Um, Robin Wright Penn, now Robin Wright, and uh, and Anna Paquin, and Gary Shandlin, the late Gary Shandlin, who was oh, absolutely amazing. fantastic. But it's um, if you like kind of um, you know like you know like Tarantino dialogue, but a yeah, little yeah. bit a little bit quicker, a little bit more hedonistic. I wouldn't necessarily say smarter, but the the dialogue's very very clear. I kind of um, it's kind of I used to call it like Catcher in the Rye for grown ups on crack. Nice. Yeah, it used to be a uh, it used to be a play. Yeah, well, I I really enjoy like the uh, the McDonough brothers. Uh, you know, like uh, Seven Psychopaths and oh, yeah. the Guard, like, like yeah. that very like cine literate. Like, uh, did you say it's like was it? It's about it's about people in LA. Is it? it yeah, it's. Um, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's it's, that, it's there's a dialogue it's, in those it's types agents. of films. It's kind of like um, the well, it's supposed to be similar to like the player, you know, with Tim Tim Robbins, but it isn't. It's um, yeah, they're up in the hills, and nothing. There's not a large amount of storyline. It's just, um, yeah, relationships, interacting, and overanalyzing of everything. But it's, if you like that kind of thing, if you like that kind of really good, yeah, like quick dialogue, smart dialogue, it's, it's, it's really good to watch. Well, when I'm not watching Nicolas Cage films, I would definitely get on that. I might um, actually watch that this evening. And then if you want to watch uh, your, your boy, who uh, unfortunately got uh, removed from this film, uh, old, old Stanton dude, um, he's in uh, She's So Lovely, which is very similar as well. Nice. It's actually very, very funny. John Travolta performance as well. One of the only times oh. I've actually laughed at. Uh, yeah, well, John Travolta, like maybe in the future, like he might, he might come up in this journey. He would knows. make a very good, uh, <laughs> very good man to explore. He's probably done a range. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a film he starred in with Nicolas Cage. I'm not sure though. Uh, there definitely is, guys. It's called Face Off. The six degrees of Nicholas Cage is, is everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. Um, so, well, yeah. yeah. I've been Petrus Patsilvus. Uh, I've had Martin Huckster on with me. And we've, we're, both, we're both exhausted. Yeah, we're we've, both exhausted. We've given you everything. We've, <laughs> we've, we've made it so you don't even need to see the film. I can't imagine too many people would be like, I want to see... Do you think people who haven't seen this movie off the back of this little... Little description, more out of curiosity than anything else. Uh, well, guys, um, <laughs> we've just told them yeah. everything that happens. But well, let like if you do, if you've watched that, reminds me. If you've watched this film, if you have any differing opinions, if you have, if there's anything w- that we've missed or anything, yeah, that- like, oh, you dickhead. Yeah. The reason why she does that. Yeah, so if there's anything like that, if you want to just... You know, it's like I can even give an example then. I'm just... I'm, I'm, sling some abuse or just have a chat about it. And if you've ever found cockroach in your underwear... Um, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at CagedInPod or drop me an email which is cagedinpod at gmail.com. Um, next episode... What is coming up? We have. Right, so I used to do it in four chunks... I'm going to fuck that off, guys, and I'm just going to give you what's coming right next. Right next. Right next. <laughs> right, right next. Right, right next. Right, right next. now. Yeah, right, right here, right now. Uh, Fat Boy Slim. The lesser known. <laughs> yeah, Petros. the B side. Um, remix. Fuck's sake. Ah, fuck uh, <laughs> God, you get a woman with an extra bloody D in her name, and you forget how to use a bloody English language. <laughs> Episode 15 will be Zandali. All I know about this film is the front cover and it looks like a kind of basic instinct style erotic What's thriller. It 
Zandalee. 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 Um, He's done so many movies, I haven't even heard of half of them. Yeah, I so... I find myself on knowing a fair amount about movies and Nicolas Cage and... Oh, uh, What's going on? What's um, he been doing? <laughs> well, guys, until next time... If you're still listening, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, we've clocked in. Yeah, well, st- uh, stop rambling. <laughs> I've been Petropatsivus, had Martin Huckster on. We've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye! Cajun. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.